0: You know, you can really see the poofiness of of, of the past. long ago, in a galaxy far, far
1: away, Star Wars toys began, and Kenner continues the excitement. The Empire Strikes Star El Regreso del Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's... Cast for Death Star space station, the snap-open space hatch, sometimes known as the Vintage Pod. Wow! What a
2: weird place.
1: A monthly audio magazine dedicated to vintage Star Wars toys and memorabilia. Hosted by Sky Paint, Fudd Jabba, Chabarca. and Stephen Lee Danley. Be wing fighters and be wing pilot action. Be wing pilot action. Be wing pilot action. wing pilot, 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 pilot action. Market data mined by Brisbane Brisbane Mike. Luke Skywalker handles his saber well. And fantastic feet. Oh, has a Tech support by the low FX7. This month is front-loaded with nonsense as Sky starts off defending his unpopular ATAT in and the end-nub pronunciations. Then Gus jumps on to discuss the Archive and the Archive Party 2. Giveaways, contests, parody cardbacks, when you get tickets, how you get tickets, coins, patches, pins, custom forums. ups How can you become one of the 25 Supreme Masters? Then we go to Singapore into the future with Derek Ho and get a world tour. Discuss collecting the Imperial Commander and a little on the history of collecting proof cards since 2002 we have a sad loss nugget and a spirited round of the market watch game plus did someone say a bonus interview with Thorsten Lafos? i did kivecast 58 now wampa wampa space freaks welcome to kivecast number 58 yep number 58 it's sort of 57 take two
3: yeah, yeah, this is it's going to be interesting. Uh but yeah, we, I think it's it's for a good reason though.
1: Yeah, I've been um uh, do you ever listen to Night Vale Steve? Do you know what that is? No. Okay, well it's a, it's one of the more popular podcasts. It's like a story that's been uh okay. it's like a fiction it's almost like Twin Peaks uh, okay. kind of set in the southwest. It's sort of like weird and cool. Anyways, they sometimes record uh like the same episode from two different perspectives. Ah. So this is right. kind of 57 like B. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we're going to call it 58 because you we've know, we got to keep our yeah. numbers up, Steve. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, this um, – one thing to sort of talk about is if you listen to the last episode, and of course you all did, you kind of know my technological difficulties. So um, essentially what's happened is um, Apple no longer wants people to podcast. Um, so they took out the, the podcasting function of GarageBand. Right. So what I had to do – and the reason we're recording this so early in the month is actually because I'm borrowing my old computer, which still belongs to the university, just to record this episode. And (laughs) and it could be our final enhanced episode because I don't know. So if you listen to the show and you know of a way – uh, to make enhanced podcasts without old versions of GarageBand, please let me know of kivecast at gmail.com or just throw it up on Rebel Scum or throw it up on our Facebook page. Because um, I, I don't mind enhancing it, but I just don't know how, Steve.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was the thing. Like, I don't know as far as like podcasting software that that's totally your, your territory. So, yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it was so frustrating because I, yeah. I finished editing it by the 28th of December. Right, and, right. And I wasn't able to put it up until maybe the 8th or something, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, sometimes it's... I can kind of flake out and not do stuff, but this time I actually did the work. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> So anyways, we, we sort of recorded the intro to the Imperial Commander stuff. Um, we recorded my Sky coos and your flip the scripts and everything, um, but we didn't include it, right, Steve?
3: Right, it wasn't in the last show, um, so I had to kind of rework it a bit, so.
1: But I'm just making sure we didn't. They're yeah, not gonna hear no, the same no, thing I, I listened
3: to it. I don't. I don't think they're gonna hear the same thing. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, if you did, I bet you don't remember the Sky Coup. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, we're, we're gonna have some pretty good stuff today. We're gonna uh, talk about the archive party. We're gonna talk to Gus. Yep. We're gonna talk to Derek. Uh, we might even talk to Thorsten. Um, so basically, all the things that we want to do after the after the the roundtable episode that we didn't get to do. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try. Not to say things that make people just thrash me in our comment. Have you noticed this, Steve, about about the reactions to our show?
3: (laughs) What do you mean thrash?
1: You know, it... (laughs) I know I put on this sort of arrogant uh, the guy everyone loves to hate thing but I think people are loving to hate me a little bit too much with this whole uh, and <laughs> numb thing and it's pretty
3: extreme Oh man I, that, I, I would say it's probably like the most extreme it's gotten right like it I, is. I think you got you've had little bits of it but man they are they are going after you this time so I'm not... <laughs>
1: I mean I thought that you, you'll be okay I thought you're, you're you know, in the early days I would like go against uh, Battlestar Galactica, and that got right. no response yeah. <laughs> and so I just thought, you know, people dislike you so much they wouldn't attack me. Um, oh, but speaking of uh, things that people like, yeah. Steve, have you seen how terrible the Avengers trailer is? I haven't seen it oh, yet. No. Oh, no. They're Man of Stealing, the Avengers. It's like, oh. it's super. Like, everyone's like crying and running away in dirt. It's just like, dude.
3: Crying <laughs> <laughs> and running away in dirt. That, that is <laughs> the tagline for Man of Steel, yeah, I think. She,
1: not my tagline. <laughs> my tagline is, hey, that's not popcorn.
3: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's right.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. So, yeah, I guess I have all these extreme uh, unpopular opinions. But, you know, Uh you'd think that DC would learn from Marvel and lighten up a bit as opposed to the other way around. But –
3: uh, they're just gonna meet in the middle now, uh, and uh, everyone will just be depressed. So that's just
1: the the soundtrack's like, Yay. Oh, the, oh, the the voiceover's like, everything is going to die. I am <laughs> going to split you in two, and your children will watch you suffer. It's like, Jesus. Wait, is, is that the James Spader character saying that? I don't know. It's some kind of re- Isn't he like the bad guy? Some kind of it, robot. It, it, I don't even, know what.
3: That's what makes it even funnier to me is if that's James Spader. Yeah, it could be. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll watch it and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I what I think. So,
1: so all you Sky haters out there, you can attack me for uh, not not drinking the, the Marvel Kool Aid, um, not just because I properly pronounce Nien Nub. Um, <laughs> oh. You know, Steve, I was actually even going to get into it later, but forget it, Steve. I'm on a roll, right?
3: <laughs> all right, yeah. You're you're venting now. You might as well get the rest of it out. Okay, right? so
1: so I was viciously attacked for my belief. <laughs> that it's pronounced Nyan Nub. Now, the only person who attacked me who who I give some credit to is Scott Bradley um, because he said it in the least offensive and clearest way. Um, Chris, uh, um, I don't know how to say it, G.? I guess I guess we call him Chris G <laughs> just goes off. Steve, you were like, I won this battle of wits. You're yeah, all that's, pooping all over the,
3: me. That was the tone.
1: <laughs> Mark Mark Salati I said
3: that I said that early. It was the, the onslaught. Maybe it's
1: all my fault.
3: Of man. Maybe it it's is. because I
1: said that. <laughs> it's always. Mark Salati goes after me. Chris Fawcett, you know, just because he happened I you know, maybe somebody happened to re-edit him, to have him say something he doesn't believe. He just goes off on me. Oh, I, can't, I tried to make a list. I have an enemies list now of all these people who no are no. against me. Uh, it's going to be all right. It's going to be it's all right. A, it, it's going to be fine, trust me. But I actually realize what the issue is, Steve, and, and I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm just going to start with a polemic here. Okay. <laughs> Which I think the problem for me lies. You know how every Star Wars character is like even aliens are sort of like kind of a different race, sort of yeah. Okay, okay. You hear people uh, getting, <laughs> getting, getting ready to do something. I don't know. Oh, what. Getting
3: a little nervous.
1: <laughs> what race, when you were a kid, did you associate Nian Nub with? Because it's really confusing. Because I've had someone who told me that they referred to him um, as as being from the country of Mexico. And having, really? having a face which looks like uh, female genitalia of somebody well, from Mexico. Well,
3: so, well I heard that second <laughs> – well, the third part of that. I've heard <laughs> the second part attributed to this guy before.
1: He's, of course, speaking Kenyan, so you might kind of associate him as somewhat African. Is he, Is he really speaking Kenyan? Yeah, yeah. Like he's uh, – I believe it's Kenyan or – yeah. Oh. And so like he's the most popular character. It's some African nation. And so like he's a, okay. he's actually right, right, saying right. like, excuse <laughs> me, where's the shoe store? Um, <laughs> but I realized that I've always associated him as kind of an Asian character.
3: Okay, and I mean, I, I guess I never—he's not one that I ever really right like, attributed, but I, uh, that's okay.
1: And, right. and the name Sky in uh, in uh, Chinese is T N uh-huh. T I E N. T i e n, and oh. that's part of the reason I was named Sky. My dad was an amateur uh, a Chinese uh, translator. <laughs> Okay. Um, he's a big fan of Chairman Mao's poetry.
3: <laughs> oh man, we're getting into the deep, the deep levels here.
1: And so, anyways, I think that's it. I, I think that I just have always thought it was like Nian, like Tian. Okay. All right. That that's see that has roots there. Yes. That's, that's okay. okay. But amazingly enough, we will get back to that later. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and um, the the. Should, should I go back to the ATAT too, Steve? While I'm at it, I, I, <laughs> if you must, I think I must. must. Steve. Okay. So the, the right. other thing is, Steve. Right? Is what is the the thing that kids love now?
3: Uh, are you talking about in
1: rebels just with, or are you with about toys? Just-
3: with toys, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, what if yeah, you don't know. Sticks? You're like eight years old yourself.
1: Okay, <laughs> they love Lego more than anything, okay, okay. right?
3: Lego, and You're
1: especially right. Star Wars Lego. I talk to my kids' friends who don't know what Star Wars is, but they know who all the Legos are. You know, huh. and that's why okay. my daughter's third favorite character is Chief Chirpa. You know, <laughs> how do they learn the names? They learn the names from Lego, just like we learn the names from Kenner. So right, right. it go. It bears reason that if you follow what Lego says that is essentially the new canon so I'm going to drop in right right, here I see where this is going the most recent Lego (laughs) commercial for the new (laughs) AT-AT new Lego Star Wars sets the AT-AT's are attacking you can build Luke Skywalker's snowspeeder to defeat them prepare the spring loaded missile load Luke Skywalker and fly into battle we did it new Lego Star Wars AT-AT and snow speeder sets each sold separately you can choose your side at lego.com starwars star wars ask your parents first okay so I just dropped it in there Steve and you will have heard they do indeed call it the AT-AT so even if the old generation <laughs> listening here thinking I'm a jerk uh, says it's Adat, at that's fine because these kids are growing up now and they're going to pronounce it correctly <laughs> Uh, Well played, sir Yes Okay, good Now how about that movie thought, Steve Now that we've been going for ten minutes (laughs) Right (laughs) Who's our character this month?
3: It's the Imperial Commander
1: Yeah One of those other,
3: you know Often forgotten, nameless soldiers. <laughs> yeah, but
1: he's uh, <laughs> not even the first thing that pops up when you Google Imperial Commander. Did you? Yeah, know that? I was
3: wondering. I was wondering where that where that note was going where it was going to go. Uh, what, what what does pop up? Okay, let's find out myself here.
1: <laughs> no, it's great. The first thing is a horse, a thoroughbred racehorse. Like uh, named
3: Imperial Commander.
1: Yes, named Imperial Commander. He oh. won the Chetnem Gold Cup. Um, awesome. Ch- is a, a, a Derbyshire in England. Um, The second thing is a 15-millimeter science fiction war game based on the range of metal laser burn miniatures available from tabletop games. So it's some kind of like super dorky like role-playing game. And then the third thing is Wikipedia, Unidentified Imperial Commander. So it's not even the third thing. Um, It's not even the uh, second thing. It's the third thing. I guess out of all those things –
3: you no, know, there's other pretty generic names. Like, I wonder what would happen with Rebel Commander or, you know, things like that. Rebel Soldier. Interesting. Yeah, oh, that's that's a good line. I love the horse, though. That that might be my, <laughs> my favorite. Yeah,
1: it's kind of beautiful. I don't I don't know. I, I had fun looking at all of our uh, old images in the Gallery de Jarrett, all the great images that have been yeah. made for the show. Yeah. I don't know if you could turn the Imperial Commander into a horse. That would be interesting. <laughs> but... Uh, I am just happy hey. to have the chance to say the word chetlinum, because that's yeah, – what, what hey. a great British word, Steve. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so, so I guess my, my movie thought um, – and you may remember this from last month, Steve, or maybe I not. I do, yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. It's,
3: okay. a good, it's a good thought.
1: We shouldn't skip it then? No,
3: no, no. Should I go I'm back still. to the
1: pronunciation thing? Because that's, that's <laughs> no. been going great for me. No,
3: okay. no. I, I think we should, we should move on.
1: Okay. Um, I shouldn't go into some kind of weird quasi racist diatribe, no?
3: Not not yet. <laughs>
1: okay. Alright. Um so it was thinking I I was rewatching the scenes with the Imperial Commanders, because I I mean I really to me, the Imperial Commander made his debut in Empire. Is, right. Is you about the
3: figure the figure itself? No, no, no,
1: I mean the actual character. Are there Imperial well, Commanders in
3: there, see, this, this kind of ties in with my thought on it. It's like the, the figure itself is wearing black, right? And you, to me, I feel like most of those Imperials we see in Star Wars, aside from like the, the real high-ups, they all wear this uniform. It's a black uniform with a black hat. Right. But then, you know, it's Empire, so they're marketing it and they put beers on the on the card back. So that, that's where things kind of get muddled a bit. but
1: Right, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. At least I don't... Because I think of the of the imperial people just being in that little round table,
3: right, right. And I
1: don't associate them as being commanders. I, I guess they are. Right. Um, yeah,
3: I mean, it, it's. I, I'd say you're right though. Like when Empire comes around, that's when they really actually get fleshed out as characters. I'd say
1: right, just because they just get strangled all the time, right, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but my my thing is the strangeness of the line where the imperial commander, you know, the all the bounty hunters are there, right, and and he just has this line. He just says bounty hunters we don't need their scum and what I love is the response okay just, yes. just think right here because you've all seen the movie 50 times the response is yes sir <laughs> and, and I, I realized what an awkward sentence to say to somebody like the response uh, <laughs> yes sir like who we you sure are right bounty hunters are scum I mean what could you possibly respond to we don't need their scum I mean <laughs> shouldn't he said no sir or sure don't right. sure <laughs> <laughs> in terms of uh, being, I guess you know,
3: grammatically sound, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you just—at least I kind of get the sense that he's just sort of like he, this guy is just running around talking about all the different kinds of scum he doesn't need. He's like, "Yes, yes. sir. Yeah, okay, all right, there, Commander Grumpy Pants. We we don't. Uh... <laughs> uh,
4: uh,
1: so that—that's yeah. my movie thought. Now my hazy nice. memory is telling me that you had something related to that, Steve.
3: I, uh, well, sort of it in the sense of well. Yeah, I think it was mainly just about the confusion about the the card back and the character. The the script thing is, I guess, slightly related, but not. It's related in the sense that it relates to the the choking phenomenon that kind of really picks up in Empire. So, should we go there?
1: Yeah, why don't we make this sound smoother, Steve? And I'll just do, like, I'll just put in the flip. Well, I'll drop my pen on my computer, and then I'll say, (laughs) Time to flip the script, (laughs) Steven. This script. (laughs) Flip the (laughs) script.
3: Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, So, this this is another little bit from. the 1978 draft from Lee Brackett. And I just, it's something I've noticed in reading some of these scripts is there are a lot of great like Vader insults that never made it into, uh, (laughs) into the final films. And I think we've even talked about Vader insults in one of the past shows, but
1: you're as clumsy as you
3: are um, stupid. right? Yeah. Yeah. that, That whole conversation. So, um, this is one that I found when trying to find Imperial commander stuff and, uh, or just descriptions of what the officers are doing. And so this is right after the base, the rebel base has fallen and, uh, it says here: this is just descriptive text. Darth Vader stands amidst the shambles of the base, speaking to an unhappy-looking officer. The officer says, "We haven't found him." And he's referring to Luke uh, among the prisoners, Lord Vader. Unless he's buried in one of the tunnels. And Vader replies, "No, he lives. He lives. Leave me, you incompetent idiot." <laughs> the, <laughs> the officer is glad to scuttle away. Uh, Darth Vader stands, and the pattern of his breathing changes says very softly Luke Skywalker so I just love leave me you incompetent idiot followed by the officer is glad to scuttle away
1: yeah <laughs> yes. this actually right. makes me think of zoidberg from Yeah, uh, yeah yeah scuttle away oh we haven't <laughs> found him yet sir don't leave yeah. me you incompetent idiot
0: <laughs>
3: yeah it's just it felt like a very shredderish from ninja Turtles line I guess he was always a lot more I don't know. It's not. He's different than Vader in, in terms of his insults. Like, <laughs> right. just make you laugh. Right.
1: Oh boy, Steve. Have, have uh, you seen the, the Ninja Turtles movie? No, no. Oh, it's awesome, I, dude. Have, have you watched it? Oh yeah. I, I went I, to the two dollar theater. It's I all see cool. That. I would, I shredders it all that like, and he's all like, and the turtles <laughs> are all like, you know, they don't want to say cowabunga, but then they do, and it's like, what? It's awesome. It is <laughs> way better it. than Avengers <laughs> is going to be. I can tell you that much.
3: Oh man, all right. All right, it is on my things to watch, but I, I got to do it when when the time is right. No, I
1: I know for you it's a sacred text. For me, it Ninja, is. Ninja it Turtles is. were just like whatever. So, it, <laughs> it was it was a it was surprisingly good to me. Okay. All right. But I I don't expect other people to love it. Okay. You know, like That's fair. I don't stand behind it, but I had a lot of fun watching it with my kids.
3: Okay. That's that's fair.
1: Yeah. Um although, you know, what did bug me Steve, cuz mm-hmm. um see the thing is uh like I love the pizza thing.
3: Yeah, like the like their obsession with
1: pizza. You mean? But they had they're a like, corporate they had a corporate tie-in with the pizza.
3: Was it like Pizza Hut? Yeah. I see. I feel like they did in the old Ninja Turtle movies too, but I I can't remember. Honestly. Yeah,
1: I don't know. It wouldn't have bothered me back then, but it's just <laughs> no, so it's annoying because it's, a a it's like yeah. they're like super New York and they're super cool teenagers, and there's no right. way they're eating Pizza, pizza Hut Hutt. like in, in New York City. Yeah, <laughs> I will buy like mutated like amphibians that turn into ninja stars, but I will not buy that they would eat pizza. Hut. Like that was a no. step too far. I was taken right, right. out of that realistic drama.
3: I'd a, I'd a, I completely agree. If anything, they should have been like, like dogging on pizza hut and they would still get like product placement. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it was actually pretty funny. Cause the whole time I was like, Wow, they found an actress who looks just like Megan Fox. That's weird. They found just like a younger version of Megan Fox, and then it actually was <laughs> Megan Fox. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I was like, "Oh, okay, makes sense." Um, uh, is this is this too much, Steve? Are we are we're we okay? Too? It's all right. I think it's good, right? Yeah, like, we're about
3: to we're about to get into the meat of things, right? you still got to
1: do your your coos. We do. All right. Um, I'm much like Nump's face. Um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's it, like this episode's actually going to be kind of tight. <laughs> not like, not like the end of his face. Um, <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> Spike. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess we get into my sky We can also enter my dream world, Steve. What do you think about that?
3: Huh. I mean, I guess. Those are somewhat connected, I would imagine, but what let's <laughs> what's your dream world in, in in this context
1: well i I think it's actually i, I want to have this be a new feature um, okay where I mean when I started collecting, I had all kinds of dreams about Star Wars toys, you yeah. know I mean, I think we've all had the dream of showing up and there being a vintage store right. um i th- I think there have even been dreams about people finding prototypes and all that um well i've been like playing minecraft a lot um, i've been trying to understand <laughs> the kids are
3: really they're really getting to you huh they, they sucked you in
1: well i just they were that's all they want to talk about so i'm like i better all figure right. this out it's the same reason i started playing pokemon you know and uh, it turns out minecraft is pretty fun but it infects your brain kind of like tetris and so <laughs> i had this dream where like everything in the real world was broken into blocks and there was okay. this underground cave and it was filled with like chewbacca items and it was so cool. Like if I could recreate this, it would just be the coolest looking thing. It's like weird underground cement cave just next to the street. And uh, the one thing I remember was it had a little uh, Yupi, one of the, the Colombian um, figures. Little, like, that, premium things, yeah, right? premiums that yeah. came in uh, – um, potato chip bags. It was just cool that I found one of that. So send in <laughs> kivecast at com your vintage-related dreams, and uh, I think we should we should spread that. What do you think, Steve?
3: Yeah, I like it. That, that, that was definitely a unique one. <laughs> do do like you have it. any
1: you can think of, Steve?
3: I, not off the top of my head. I mean, I've had, I think more it was like just reliving going back to KB Toys when the one time I actually saw vintage stuff on the shelf, and that, that was just more of like Recreating a memory than, than actually like dreaming up some crazy thing that was different. It didn't feel all that different, but right. uh, same thing though. I mean, just the the classic like need to find something cool in the store and you come on like a huge bunch of it. So
1: right, yeah. All right, well, cool. It's also um, you know we're going to be talking to Gus soon, and and he just t- he just emailed us saying he's going to be ten minutes late. So that's why we're a little bit uh, front loading the nonsense. Just. So we- <laughs> Um, that would be a good title for the show this month. Front-loading the nonsense? <laughs> yeah. Because okay. we can't call it Nannub's yeah, Face. Um, no, I after. don't think so. <laughs> Although it's, it's cool because my temporary title is, like, I, I consider this to be a crisp episode, you know, which is going to be not spending a lot of time, not a lot of philosophizing or whatever. Um, but I called it Imperial Commander Crisp Episode. So it seems kind of like it's Commander Crisp, which yeah. makes you think of Cookie Crisp, which uh, – <laughs> I, it just makes me happy, Think about Imperial Commander as the cookie-crisp guy. <laughs> um, so the Sky coups, Steve. Yes, yes. Now, unlike any other Sky coups, you've actually heard these before. I have. So uh, you just have to just erase your mind, unlearn what you have learned. And I'm going to start with the figure. <clears throat> Pale face, stylish hat. Custom suit to choke me in. Obsidian black. Very nice. <laughs> Those of you who know what Minecraft is all about understand why I picked obsidian. That's what you get when you mix lava and water and a diamond pickaxe. And glaven. Okay. <laughs> um, I just. I, I think the Imperial Commander may be the palest figure, right?
3: I, you, I think you're right on that. I mean, it's maybe Dengar. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's laughs> at least that one. That one. Paint scheme of him seems pretty faint. But yeah, no, you're right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow, Steve, all you are right. just really into contradicting me these days, huh? Winning <laughs> yes, battles of wits and shooting <laughs> me down in the episodes? <laughs> okay. Uh, and all then that's right, uh, your
3: that's your character. Yes.
1: Poor Captain Nida. Apology accepted. Need a new captain. <laughs>
3: That pretty much sums up his, his fate. Yeah.
1: It does. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, the, the joke is that, you know, Nida, new captain. Right. Yes. Captain yes. Nida. <laughs> That's why I got a doctorate in literature. Yes.
2: Watch um, <laughs> out!
4: It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news.
1: It's Kenner's news. Here's the news. It's Kenner's news. All right, Steve. Well, uh, it's kind of new because we are in the news section, but we are actually joined by God. Uh, how's it going, Gus?
5: <laughs> I didn't think that was my introduction. Uh, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing great. So, yeah, good to hear from you
1: guys well you only got in the context of the you know the the mythology we've created for the show with Chris being Jesus and Ron being the Holy Spirit it's uh it It was like the
5: Holy Trinity um, yeah
1: the the Holy Trinity thing
5: yep okay okay (laughs) So we don't offend anybody. Well, we probably just did, but
1: that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'm okay playing God. That's cool. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So we're, we're here to announce you – know, actually, Steve, I got to admit, you know, the first Archive Party, uh, I, I, I pushed really hard and did a ton of work. Yeah. And, uh, yes. and this party, um, that role has been played by you. So why, why don't you figure out a way for you and Gus to announce this thing?
3: I don't know. You, you uh – I think I, I liked what you said. You were gonna kind of go through it, and, and then if anything is questionable, you can you can ask, and I will try to answer.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you know, why, why do we have Gus on? We have Gus on because it is the official unveiling. We've been talking about it for years of the Star Wars Collectors' Archive Party Two. Right. <laughs> and uh, so it's going to be much like the first one, except it's going to have uh, food.
5: Yes, yeah, that should hopefully be
1: an improvement. (laughs) Uh,
5: The people that were there the first two minutes remember the food, but yeah, no one else does.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to have all the fun plus food. (laughs) Food <laughs> this time Yeah, and it's not going to be in, in Orlando So don't go to Orlando uh, no, It's, it's no. going to be in Anaheim And uh, we're just now figuring out All the fun stuff that we're going to to, to Do as far as activities go um, But we're really excited Because we're ready to announce the tickets We're ready to announce the giveaways And how to, how to Just buy everything And how to like actually Get ready to go to the show
3: Right, right. Um, let's see. Should we start with uh, the tickets?
1: Yes. So, okay. So how, how do we – what is the uh, – wait. What's it called? Get in the door? The GID price? What's that term? It's something like
3: that. For us, it's, it's loose figure.
1: <laughs> no, well, right. It's loose figure, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for $25, so, what do you get, Steve? You get entry to the party
3: and access to the food. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's that's like the basic the basic entry is, is 25 bucks for the loose figure. Um, we're the next step up. These are the same kind of tiers as last time. The next would be the mint on card, which is $30, and that's party entry, food, and then one exclusive card back. We're doing those again. I guess we can talk about those in a minute. Yep. Um, the next step would be the pre-production ticket, which is the party entry, food, plus two card backs. And uh, after that, we have the uh, the old Holy Grail ticket, which is at fifty dollars, which includes all four card backs and a new coin. Um, and I guess we could go through those guys. You want to want to say uh, unveil our uh, our starting five here? I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So I mean, th- this was a uh, a fairly exhaustive prog- uh, process process, yeah. Steve. Um, I'm trying to think about. I don't remember where all of these came up with. I don't remember. I think I might have come up with one of them, but um, I know that I've spent at least four or five hours of my life trying to come up with dog and cat names related yes. to Star Wars. Yes,
3: <laughs> I hope. I really hope you kept that like post-it note uh, from <laughs> from that get-together because they were. Uh, it, it was an epic like brainstorming session.
1: Yep. Uh, okay, so then we'll uh, we'll we'll announce these sort of in order. So. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see, so I guess we can start with... Okay, so Gus will announce Star Wars. And now, announcing the first of the four official Star Wars Collector's Archive Party Parody Cardbacks. In honor of the No-Kill L.A. Shelter. One of four cardbacks you can collect with the Holy Grail Package for $50. Gus! Lopez will announce the Star Wars parody character right now, Hound Solo. Hound Solo. We talked a lot about that one. We had a bunch of different uh, options, Steve. I was trying to think besides Hound... Oops, I gotta keep stop dropping this pen. Besides, <laughs> besides Hound Solo, there was one I really liked, but I forget what it was. Oh,
3: man. I, there's... I think as long as I still have one of those original emails, we'll have a, a pool of, of characters hopefully for for future archive parties because there's a lot that
5: that we couldn't do. Yeah, but yeah that's uh,
1: true. Maybe we shouldn't get Yeah, yeah don't, 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 uh, don't reveal, reveal them play. all.
5: Just, yeah. yeah, tons of
1: great puns on a new hope character show. <laughs> it's something to do with Snaggletooth, I think. But yeah. I don't remember what yeah. it is. <laughs> okay. And then uh, I will announce Pugnot because I know I was at least there when that was announced. <laughs> uh Wait. So for Empire, it's the pug-knot, <laughs> which uh, – you got to see this image. Uh, go to uh, the swca.com. It will be up on the front page in the blog there. Um, I imagine we'll actually create kind of a button for people yeah, to buy tickets I'm, I'm like I'm we hoping, did last time. I'm
3: hoping so, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and then so Steve can
1: announce Return of the Jedi. Right,
3: this, this one was definitely the one that, that made me laugh out loud the most. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: And now, announcing the return of the Jedi pet. Par- no, that was annoying. Okay. Well, I guess Steve will just say this is Begs Fortuna.
3: Uh, it is a a, a cat-inspired uh, <laughs> tentacled creature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wait. This part has been censored to keep an air of mystery and romance alive for the archive party. Too. <laughs> That—that's a
3: secret. that one's—that one's, that one. <laughs> Cut that one out. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> that well, that is going to be the funniest. It- that is a
5: clever one. I have to say, as a name. <laughs> well, I have to say, Bex Fortuna. The image. Is incredible. Like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't think we can have the disclaimer: no animals were harmed in making these. (laughs) This this poor cat looks like it was irreparably damaged.
1: I mean, I, I I think the listeners of the show know that I have a very iffy relationship with Bib Fortuna because he used to scare me. Steve, you talked about remembering going to uh, Ben uh, to going to KB Toys. I remember going to Ben Franklin's and buying Bib Fortuna and being scared of the toy on the rack. Like, ugh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's spooky. Yeah, so, begs for tuna. That's a really good one. And then, <laughs> Gus, you can announce the power of the force. All
5: right, power of the force, imperial Dognitary. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Another <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and he he has a certain dignity to him that is befitting of the dog natary. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, the dog that was picked was was really quite excellent. <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> and, very very sophisticated dog. Yes.
1: Yeah. And actually, I was thinking about that, Gus, because the other reason we wanted to have you on was just to talk a little bit about the twentieth, or I guess now the twenty first anniversary uh, of uh, the Star Wars Collectors Archive. And you know, we're using as the as the tagline for the show the same thing as the pa- the tagline for the uh, for the site: the power of collecting. Is there some story behind how that got chosen or do you remember how, who chose that or to have you know that's the-
5: a, a great question you know the, the the funny thing with stuff like that is you know you'd love to have this really profound story and right. it's more like we just love power of the force so we thought let's just do a you know a twist on power of the force <laughs> expression right. you know the slogan uh so really there wasn't much to it um and and i forgot exactly who came up with it first it, it might have been john wooten um and mocking up the first logos, uh, so I'm not even clear on who came up with the the slogan "Power of Collecting," but um, but Star Wars Collectors Archive is what we called it from the beginning because it was that's what it was. It was just going to be an archive, and right. uh, you know, we never you know I don't know if I ever shared the story, but it, when we started with the archive, never expected it to be what it was. Originally, it was you know a bunch of us getting on the news groups and we're like, whenever we found images of rare stuff, we were like, okay, well let's throw them in in some repository somewhere and World Wide web was taking off at the time and uh i was like oh i'll create a you know website for it and i was hosting it in uh university of washington computer science uh grad department you know i was i was a grad student there and uh i was uh, i was uh you know, kind of hosting it on, on their on their servers, and what what was funny about it was after uh and and, and, and Sky I think you'll appreciate this it gave me a perspective <laughs> on academics because I'd look at the traffic, you know UW's this great computer science department you know lots of great research gets cited all the time. The star Wars collecting traffic dwarfed anything else coming in on the <laughs> like, like by, by two orders of magnitude. It was, you know, it was like a whole lot, It really gave me perspective on the rel- relative, uh, popularity of academia and star <laughs> yeah. Wars. Uh, and, uh, and I remember, yeah, early on, it was like, it was such a niche site, you know, um, you know, basically, uh, You know, at the time, there were no other Star Wars collecting sites. There were like four other Star Wars websites. And I remember getting feedback from people like, you're going to do a whole website about Star Wars collecting? I thought it was way too niche. Um, Right. But yeah, that's how it kind of started. It was kind of organic. It was just most of us just, hey, let's have a place to throw our images when we found cool stuff that we wanted to share.
1: Well, that's what they said about this podcast. And they're still kind of right. But, you know... (laughs) Uh, awesome. Well, that's kind of fun, Steve, right? To like interweave a little bit of stories I, I about like the archive it, yeah. into the archive party, kind yes. of like spices it up. Yeah. And that allows you, Steve, to announce the, uh, the coin. Yeah.
3: So this, this is, uh, this was a long,
1: a long one in the works, but with the coin
3: this year is going to be, uh, Boba Mutt. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh it was uh, designed by Matthias and it's being produced by uh Tim Eckholt, uh, like last time and uh yeah, it turned out great. It kinda went through a couple incarnations, but I think the, the a couple fifty
1: designed... incarnations. This is a <laughs> yeah. labor of love. I yeah. mean, big big thanks to <laughs> Matthias. And uh Yep, it's it's very exciting to have Boba Mutt.
3: Yeah, and uh those are currently I think in production right now from Tim. So uh yeah, it's a super Exciting uh, design. I really like the way it turned out.
1: Um. Now, I can tell you as someone who sold tickets before, yes, um, everybody who didn't buy the Holy Grail ticket felt stupid. <laughs> like everybody who didn't get the full set just kind of felt like, oh, what? okay, not everybody – because I mean, I know that Ron just bought the cheapest ticket he could and just came in. He didn't care. But <laughs> unless you're Ron Salvatore, it's and, too cool, too cool. <laughs> right. I mean, we discussed this last month. Yeah, he's just he's just too he's just too cool. You know, um, uh, you know, unless you're that, you're, you're going to want all of these, especially. Right. I mean, because how can you choose? I mean. You're just gonna choose between Han Solo, Pugnat, begs for tuna, Imperial Dognitary. Like you're gonna have that conflict. You're gonna say like, "Oh, I sort of want the Jedi, but then Empire's my favorite movie. But then if I get that, then I, I don't get the Dognitary, and that's such a sweet looking logo." Um, <laughs> and as always, we have the the, the crack team. Of, is this the fifth time I've used the word crack, Steve?
3: Uh, I wasn't keeping track, but okay. uh... <laughs> uh, We
1: have the crack team of designers working on card backs, uh, yeah. integrating logos and everything. It's super exciting. Yeah. Um, and who's getting rich off this, Steve? Uh, that would be the Best Friends Animal Society. Yes, and that's not just me and Steve just you know, holding hands, <laughs> running yeah, down no. the street with money. <laughs> um, we're best friends! It, yes, no, no. <laughs>
3: they're, best friends. They, they're actually um, they're super stoked about this, and they're actually planning on, on setting up a table of their own and being at the party. So... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really they've been super cool to work with and uh, they I actually sent them Hound solo today and they absolutely loved it So they did
1: oh, yeah, that's so yeah. good. So I'm,
3: I'm really really stoked that, that that's
1: working out um so we all know that we love our dogs here, and especially Steve loves his little Digby, um, <laughs> Anyway, which I, I actually emailed Steve on Christmas because yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> we got the interview the day it came out right. uh, on, on Google on the dog. Have you seen it yet, Steve? I did. I
3: watched it a couple of days later, and uh, <laughs> I mean I wasn't a huge fan of the movie itself per se, but I, I did yeah. – quite enjoy that, uh, <laughs> the, the extended storyline about Bigby. Bigby? Yes. Yeah. The Spaniel. It was, uh, <laughs> it
5: was pretty funny. Um, and, 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 go and what's ahead, that goes? I was just going to jump in the, um, has the best friends, Animal Society, seen the pictures of some of these characters? They've only <laughs> like, seen Hound Solo. That, that's the mean, only one they've seen do tell them it was Photoshop, that we didn't, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Twilight tentacles on a cat. You know? Yeah,
3: it, I was actually super nervous about... I, I needed to send them something to give them an idea of what we're doing, so I sent them one of the manatee card backs to show that we, like, included that organization in it, and I was really, really afraid of their response. They're like, oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And so when I sent him Hound Solo today, uh, I heard back from
1: from the woman there, and she just she loved it. Um, so they they uh, they're on board. Hey, hey Steve, I have I have a new goal for us. We got to okay. get on KTLA. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so KTLA is one of the most famous you know local news stations. Right, right. I bet I bet you can, Steve. You know, you show up and just be like, I love my dog, and we're doing this Star Wars thing, and I'll be like, <laughs> you know, they're having. A little bit of fun for a cause. Don't you think, Steve? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have tried contacting you know, Orlando, but I know that you know, all Star Wars fans have just been pestering them about Virginia Jarvis Brooks Ever for the since, past 15 yeah, years. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, now, there is actually one way to, uh, to get in for under $25, Steve.
3: Yes. I um, forgot to mention this. Yeah.
1: Right. So, so that is if you want to bring a, a child uh, they aren't free, but uh, you can buy the Young Jedi Knight ticket. Right. Um, and I, I came up with that one, Steve. Yes, part of that I, one. I
3: really like that a lot. <laughs> um, and I, I was thinking, I don't know if this sounds good to you, but I was thinking that uh, when we kind of finalize our, our games, I thought maybe giving the kids a couple tickets to play games would be a good way to, to kind of make yes. it a little, little more fun for them. Um, right.
1: Okay. Which is a lot of the stuff that's going to be happening. We're going to have more games again. Uh, we're going to have a, have more raffles. Uh, Gus, I think it's pretty safe to say that the raffle last time went well, but this time we'll probably get more interest. Yeah, I, I think mean, so. I would
5: think so. Uh, I mean, you know, I think the archive party last time took us all by surprise How how people loved it. Like, I heard a lot of people talk about how it was – for them, the, like, highlight party of celebration, you know, totally up to the radar, and and surprised everybody by how just awesome it was.
1: Right. Um. Yeah, now, wait, Steve, Supreme Master tickets—is that, that, that true? That's,
5: that's the next thing, and I, I
3: thought you would like this this ticket name because I always just think <laughs> of that that bit in your drop about the Emperor. Um, oh, so he's the
1: Supreme
3: it, Master. Yeah. So, so this this is something <laughs> which new. is the
1: drop that comes after uh, Gus's name. <laughs> uh, in, in the old version, it was, uh, um, you know, I think it was like. Produced by the Star Wars Collectors Archive, I said, maybe I didn't say Gus's name, or I just said the archive, he's a Supreme Master, so that, that's, that's kind of what I meant, so okay. you, you oh. just got uh, either promoted or demoted from God to the Emperor, uh, Gus, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I don't know, but it sounds
5: like there's 25 Supreme Masters now, so
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, this sounds like a demotion. Yeah, maybe. Wow. So what is this? Steve? Okay, so you this, know, this is I fade in and out of this yeah. communications. I haven't heard of this at all.
3: All right. So this is something new uh, that, that came up through a group. Um, some of them are sponsors, some are not, but uh, they wanted to create a project specifically for the party um, involving the micro collection. And what this is, is uh, and this is not me trying to promote my dog celebrity this is completely <laughs> approached to them like i don't know if you guys want to do this my dog's out there enough but they're like no no we should do this so what they've uh created is um a four-up figure of dig b-wing pilot <laughs> which stems all the way back from my god it was like when i first got digby and we were talking about it and jared mocked up an image uh, of him as a, a b-wing pilot and that's what's been the inspiration for this figure and uh there's a very limited quantity being made and uh the way it's going to work is these 25 tickets they're going to be priced at $120 which basically you know equ- equates to the cost of, of making these but the the goal is to raise some additional mo- uh, money for for best friends by offering these 25 kind of upper you know just exclusive tickets so that's that's something new um i'm super excited i mean i can't believe like like my, my dog is being immortalized in too many, too many ways it's starting, starting to kind of freak me out i just hope it doesn't go to his head too much um but um yeah i'm i'm like i couldn't believe that it actually happened um and i, I know there's there's not an image for you guys to see right now but i'm hoping by the time this gets this gets posted i'll be able to to show that so
1: I, I think we know star wars collectors enough to know you don't need to see it they'll, they'll, that'll be sold out in like yeah. three minutes um i i will say as one yeah. of the few collectors who has met Digby, uh, He is a complete spaz <laughs> and uh, very charming, nice, but just a complete spaz, which you don't associate with Steve. No. So it's it's, it's very fun to, very, to think uh, of this spazzy yeah. uh, little like qua- – is he like a quasi-Spaniel? What kind he's, of dog is he?
3: We, he's a Spaniel mix of some kind. We don't really know. Right. But uh, he's definitely spaz. I, I consider him more of like a fraggle than a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the way he moves. He's, he's not really a dog. But anyway, um, on another like related note, uh, we've there's a related thing to this, which is something that we'll be doing differently also. There's uh, going to be a commemorative patch that was based on Jared's uh, poster that he did a few months back. And the way these are going to work, when you're checking out uh, through brown paper tickets, which is what the, the ticketing thing going to be, there'll be an option where you can select an additional $3 donation and you'll receive a patch that it's based on that same image. So that's just an extra little option that uh, that uh, the same
1: crew is creating. So uh, Wow. And yeah. Is there also going to be a pin?
3: Yes. The, the the plan is we're going to have a pin that's going to be the same thing. It'll be a $3 donation. We don't have the design nailed on that yet, but that's that's the plan. So those when you're when you're checking out to get your tickets, just make sure if you're interested in those things to also just add that little donation thing. The way the ticketing works, they allow you to uh, purchase admission tickets, but then they also allow you to give uh, specific donations uh, that aren't, they don't have any, you know, processing fees or anything on them for, for us, which, which is a nice thing for, for donations. They can, you can add little things like this. So uh, that's, well, an Steve,
1: this is so exciting. Isn't this exciting, Gus? I, I'm, I'm stoked. Like, this is
5: like <laughs> a, bringing up a notch from last time that uh, um, we got, you know, the, the, these are some really creative ideas. This is yeah. the first time I'm seeing them too. So
3: yeah, I know. I, I'm <laughs> impressed. Maybe hadn't gotten the, the email early. My oh man, I hope he had seen this before we
5: talk. So well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was okay. on vacation last week, and then I just got back, so I'm like way backlogged on email. So I wouldn't have found it anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 really exciting because I mean, Steve, you just I mean, you have it all li- lined up here, and, and tickets go on sale uh, 12 p.m. Pacific uh, Standard Time, so that's 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January 17th.
3: That that's just oh, that's just for now. I mean, I I put that in there because I had to put something.
1: No, he didn't. That's the official time this Saturday, January 17th, 3 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Wait. Noon Pacific time. Are you going to be one of the 25 Supreme Masters? Star Wars
0: Return of the Jedi is here. From it, Kenner brings you 65 incredible Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. And now, Kenner reveals yet another. From the
1: dark side of the Force, the Supreme Master, the Emperor, and he's yours free. Just by sending five proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures to Return of the Jedi,
0: Box 596. Young America, Minnesota.
1: But hurry! This offer will end. Well, I I think with twenty five, with twenty, I mean, because there is limited amount of tickets. There
3: are. That's true. Because the the room size right now, we are uh, I think set for a cap of about 170 additional tickets that we can sell. Um, that may be subject to change if I if I talk to the hotel. Um, that I'll be honest has been a little bit. Iffy. <laughs> right. I'm hoping that they remember that we're actually having a party. <laughs> it's been a <laughs> while since I've talked to them. Um, anyway, just to keep in mind that I think as far as tickets that are going to be available to the public, there's going to be about 170 or so, and that's including those 25 um, Supreme Master uh, tickets for the, the four-up. So yeah, um, I, I figured while we're here, I can just... There's a couple of things people should know. Um, as far as refreshments go, yeah, we said there's going to be food. It's apparently only going to be served during the first hour. Uh, there's a lot of it, so hopefully it'll be cool. Um, and there's going to be a cash bar again, so bring cash for, for that if you want to drink uh, or if you want to play games. Um, bring cash. That's, that's going to work again.
1: Okay.
3: Um, was there anything else? I'm, I'm, I'm probably well, forgetting I mean, the, something. The
1: main thing that remains to be announced is all the activities. Yes. Right, right. So... Um, you did mention the vintage-themed costume contest. I'm very excited to tell you guys. Last <laughs> night, I got on eBay, and for $18.95, I bought myself a Darth Vader Fun Poncho.
3: Oh, good deal. <laughs> See, this is perfect. It's, did I tell you this months ago? I, awesome. I think, I think uh, it was at one of the California Vintage meetings. I, someone had the 3PO Fun <gasps> Poncho, so I, I got it. Oh, sweet. So we, with, have- with,
1: with the ET mask? Yes. Okay, so, yeah. so everyone, it, it, I mean, you can't beat us, but you can at least match <laughs> us because Steve and I are going to be there in our fun ponchos, having fun in our ponchos, you know, anything you have you want to bring out, any kind of crazy costume you want to have, think about how cool it would be to have like, you know, 50 people all dressed up in like weird vintage themed costumes, right? Um, I, I know Gus has, has has showed up with some pretty fun costumes in the past. Um I don't know if we're going to do the C-3PO's again. Um, I,
3: I, I will just say right here, I will not be doing the C-3PO's <laughs> yeah.
5: again. Uh, I don't have to pull it there, I think. Every year that we weight like the uh the risk factor in someone getting food poisoning goes up because i think that's that's a good point that yeah. cereal gets older and older <laughs> so, yeah. i still
3: can't believe I, I didn't go to the hospital after only having 3pos and beer that night that was all i consumed <laughs> that entire night so, I'm,
5: what, what I, I loved about that last time and i think probably a lot of listeners don't even know about the like you know we had the 3pos eating contest and what was awesome about it was not you guys, you know, the five participating. But it was also the, the that, that afterwards, about twenty people put their hand in and grabbed some cereal to try it because they saw oh, these yeah. guys did die. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There were a lot of people I talked to <laughs> later who I, I was carrying the cereal around and passing it out to people who all took handfuls to try it. <laughs> and I, I, was like, oh, what the hell, I'll try. it. So I tried it too. I, I was like, oh, this is actually not as bad as I thought it would be. Like it, it was basically stale cereal, but yeah, it was and no and different and than month-old yeah. cereal. <laughs> tasteless yeah.
3: tasteless uh delight that's what i like yes.
5: <laughs> stuff
3: yeah oh that's the other thing I, I created a facebook like event page for this a lot of people i think we've already had like over almost 200 like rsvps so i'm a little concerned that i might have to <laughs> to uh call the hotel and see if we can get a bigger room but uh yeah so that's if you want to let us know that you're coming go to that check it out it's on the archives page
1: so Wow, this could go from a, hey, uh, uh, is there going to be enough people to make this party worth it? To a totally exclusive kind of thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. And we'll see. Um, my, I, it, my like worst case scenario, I've thought about this ever since I actually like put the deposit down. Is like, if no one shows up, the 40 or so sponsors will just have a ton of food to just <laughs> sit around in. That is the bare minimum thing that will happen. There will be a room full of food that the sponsors can, can, can eat. Yeah. So.
1: that that sounds Uh, worth it hopefully it'll
3: be it'll be better
1: than that so yep awesome cool well that is literally the only news that we really have Steve. was there anything
3: else Gus that that you wanted to mention yeah
1: I mean what I was going to say is
5: like the night we did the archive party two years ago in in Orlando um, so I went party hopping with some friends that night we went hit a bunch of the celebration parties and uh, you know some of them were big deals some of them had major celebrities at you know all this kind of stuff the Archive Party was by far the best party of all of them because it was, like, the just real fans, and you know, real collectors, you know, just having fun. And, I mean, I, of all the parties, it blew away anything I attended. And I was really pleasantly surprised by that. I was not expecting that because it was like, you know, it's the first time we're doing this. We're kind of winging it, you know, and and it was just on a whole other level, for, and I went to a bunch of parties, and, and so I just wanted to say that it was one of those things. Like if you weren't there, you know, I'm sure this one's going to be awesome too. So don't don't re- you'll regret it if you don't attend. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's awesome, and you're helping out everybody, and it's uh, you know helping out these, these, these <laughs> helping out pigs for tuna, and imperial Um <laughs> uh, I didn't even. Gus, do you have a dog or a cat? No, well,
5: no, don't have pets. Okay. Don't want them. anyone near my store Wars thing. Yeah,
1: I was thinking, you know the. <laughs> The time when I was at your house, there was a lot of people there, so I imagine your your animals would be hiding. But uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> boy, I know Ron doesn't. Does Chris? I don't think he don't did. Think so. so okay, yeah. Very good. Just because you know we we sort of have the the Boba Mutt, which is kind of affiliated with my dog Bo. and obviously the yeah, whole thing is in yeah. honor of Steve's dog. So I was making sure that we didn't forget anyone's uh, you know in, anyone's uh, pets, but. Awesome, cool. Well, then we're going to get back to our imperial commander business, Gus. But um, we should have you on again. I was thinking, you know, we could tell more stories of the archive. Sometime the story should be told about uh, the old name for the archive. Um, yep.
5: Yep. We could talk about that. Yep. Should we talk about that Sometimes. now, Steve?
1: Yeah. How, why th- not? how many sure. people do you think listening know about the old story? I can't tell how many people are new listeners, but uh,
3: it, yeah, it, I think it's worth worth uh, worth going for it. Yeah.
2: I don't want to grow up, but my toys are... Or- Gus, they
1: got a million toys, or toys or- Okay, might as well, because we have Gus here anyway. So, so tell us a little story about... The, so, it was always called the Star Wars Collectors Archive, but it had a different URL. Is that right?
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, initially, as I mentioned, it was, you know, the UW Computer Science Department page. You know, it was hosted off, off their servers um, and, and had a domain that was actually, uh, you know, from the CS Department at UW. Oh, really? that's yeah funny. it was originally and uh when I went to register as a separate site as, a, as its own domain um uh, you know I wanted a good kind of catchy domain name and so I went with Toys R. Gus as a as a kind of a pun um on on some retailer I've heard as a similar name <laughs> and uh and basically yeah we had it for years with you know a couple years with that name and to register the domain and, and it was just very easy to remember and, and people just knew it as the Toys R. Gus site and uh and then at one point, um, this was 98, late 98, I got a cease and desist letter from Toys R Us. So apparently there's this company called Toys R Us that has a very similar name. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so I, I was like, ooh, what do I do? And so, you know, just in an immediate reaction, I just kind of, took the site down just because they, you know, they had this you know, vicious legal threat in their letter and they're going to do all this stuff. And they had given contact information for the two attorneys representing them and they'd given their phone numbers and their uh, email addresses. So what I did is I, I talked to some folks I knew who were attorneys and I also did some research online about domain name disputes and how it relates to trademark law and all that. And and at the time in the late 90s, and I'm sure it's advanced a lot in the last 15 years, um basically uh, they're, they're, you know uh, it, it was kind of murky at the time, you know because a trademark is a name you have for a particular trade like there's apple records there 's apple computer you know and they there are different trades. Uh, and but they share the same name. So domain name law, you know, it's early days of, of the of the trademark law applied to domain names. But anyway, um, the upshot of all this was that lawyers said, that yeah, basically it's very hard for them to win a lawsuit on this. They, they send C&D letters, but there's really no threat. So I said, really? So you show it's okay to defy them? And, and, so, and there were a lot worse puns on Toys R Us. Like there were a <laughs> lot of... Um, you know, you can imagine porn sites, things like that, that had that had used Toys R Us so way more offensive to Toys R Us than 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 a than a, a site celebrating vintage toys. Right. And,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, numb so, faces, are R Us. Yeah. Sorry, that's <laughs> a joke from Steve and I earlier. Okay.
5: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so. So anyway, what I ended up doing was I then put up a page saying that I got a cease and desist letter from Toys R Us. And if you guys have any feedback on it, hear the email address of their attorneys. And I posted that up and the thing went viral. It was like on Slashdot, CNET, and, and, and like everybody was picking this up. So this, these attorneys got like barraged with contacts. And hmm. eventually like within like 24 hours of putting the link up, they emailed me saying, hey, we can work this out. We can like <laughs> they had totally changed their tune. And then at that point I knew, all right, not to worry here, like these guys got completely phased by, you know, like the you know, just, just sending a, a mail to link to their to their, their contact info. So anyway, so for years, you know, kind of left it up. And uh, and you know, in general there was no problem with it, you know, and and this is still you know, fairly early years of uh you know website. You know, uh, and domain law and all that kind of, kind of uh, domain, like law regarding domain policies, and and basically, uh, you know, several years ago, I got another uh, letter from their attorneys, in a different law firm. <laughs> They've kind of stepped up their, um, you know, their their uh, you know focus on this kind of thing. And then I decided to do at that time was you know you know. Uh, it's not worth fighting over this so at that time made a decision to just switch the domain name to you know the com, and and I just told them hey uh, you can have the domain once it expires you know of course what I didn't kind of clarify with them is that it expires in quite a long time in the future <laughs> uh, but but uh, but, uh, but 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 I, I I would you know it was gracefully retire the domain name and so that's how we changed it. I just was not I don't it's not worth it to you know to fight this and so um, so eventually just relented to them.
1: Wow, so that's that, so if you ever hear it called TRG because you do see that a little bit every once in a yeah. while. Uh, but it's good for us because you know the Gus cast would have been a little bit more. Con- well, actually, Kai's <laughs> cast is confusing, anyways. So. <laughs> I don't know, Steve. Should we change the name again? oh <laughs> uh, yeah awesome and
5: people, yeah and, you know if people do type in toys you still get there but yeah just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it still does get there
1: awesome cool well i just got an email from derek saying that he's ready to talk to us and he's some point in the future in singapore so we should probably get to him but uh okay. derek once again i mean uh <laughs> derek <laughs> You're already in the future. <laughs> yeah, Gus. Once again, uh, look forward to having you at uh, at the party for the archive. And this is still kind of the year of the archive, even if it was, you know, it's 2015 now. But it's still a calendar year since we declared it. And uh, so yeah, we'll we'll have more stories, and uh, we'll talk to you right on that line. All right, Sky Steves. Thanks for having me on. Love being on the show. So uh, yeah, let me know next time.
5: I'll be happy to join you again. All right.
1: Hey, Steve so that was a good conversation with Gus I think yes. we need a little breather before we okay. switch back into Imperial Commander mode um, that was awesome Yeah. I, I was really excited I'm glad that I've been only half paying attention to about a quarter of the emails like some of the details <laughs> of the party I know really well and others uh-huh. I don't know that well so I didn't realize how far you'd gone with the ticket setup and everything and, uh, it's great yeah, hopefully, hopefully it all works uh, we shall see soon <laughs> we certainly shall cool. um, and so uh, how about we call Derek and talk about the Imperial Commander alright hey Hey, so okay. it's dialing. It's dialing. See so yeah. if we get the right person in Singapore <laughs> one number wrong. and This oh. could be... Uh Derek? Yes, sir? Oh, phew. I realized if we called the wrong person in Singapore, this would be very confusing. <laughs> Why would you be doing that? Well, you know... <laughs>
3: Sky, sky is known to switch a number from, from time to time <laughs> yeah, from
0: time to time Okay, it happened this time Happy New Year, guys Happy,
1: Happy New, New Year, year. <sighs> Yeah, is it like 2017 now in Singapore? Yeah
0: we <laughs> yeah, a whole year A whole two years ahead
1: Yeah So this is pretty exciting, Derek Because, um, you know, we've, we've sent a lot of packages back and forth to each other over the years And you're actually at work Is that correct, Derek? That's right so, so you're, like, at work, sneakily appearing on the Kivecast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, that's exciting, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you're in a conference room. I was really scared you were going to have to go into, like, a, a file closet or, or something. And,
1: <laughs> and, and, and and you, you make chemicals? Is that, is that correct, Derek? No, I don't make chemicals. I sell it.
0: I sell, I sell chemicals.
1: Okay, like Sudafed and stuff? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you need your prescription, Phil? Yeah, yeah. Um anyways, so we're we're excited to talk to you. Uh, we've tried to talk to Derek, I mean to Thorsten as well. Um but Ooh. he uh he's in Germany and the time is all messed up. He 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 needs to sleep. But uh so Derek, you're sort of I don't know, are are you the first Imperial Commander Collector? Was has there, was there other people before you who focused on him? Uh
0: I think pretty much so. Probably I was I was probably the first because I, I don't really know of anybody else uh, whose uh, collection I, uh, I was after, and all the things I, I put together for for the Imperial Commander run all came uh, piecemeal, all over the place. So I I don't think anybody was was doing uh, Imperial Commander focus, and and that was probably. The main reason, uh, one of the reasons why, why I, I kind of uh, chose him as well.
1: Right. Now, uh, Steve, what's the problem about talking with Derek about focus collecting? <laughs> <laughs> well, he has a little
3: bit of a, a reputation for having many, many uh, different... Foci... <laughs> <Okay.
1: laughs> Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's 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 been argued that he essentially has a better focus than nearly every focus collector and nearly every character. Uh, um, but but to be fair, though,
3: I, I always like early on I did associate the Imperial Commander with with Derek. It's um, true.
1: I, I always had You that's know what I think one it might of be the two figures I associated with him. It's your hat,
3: Derek. You saw. You <laughs> still. You probably still wear that hat, But it reminded me. That that's that's the connection. That's I just figured it out right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that why you wear the yeah, hat, Derek? Uh,
0: yeah, I I always I mean I I I think part of the appeal of the Imperial commander was the hat as well. I always liked German uh, forage caps, so so I think yeah, that's that's there's some truth in that. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I mean it always confused me, Derek, because I've told the story before, but I always used to imagine that people looked like either their screen name or their avatar. So you, I thought you either looked like. Uh, either looked like Uncle Gandhi who was a a, a fat prospector dude with a giant mustache or that you looked like Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons because you used to have the I Bet My Wookiee as your avatar Um, and neither one of those is particularly fitting for you uh, Derek I don't think you look like either of those guys
0: I I think I'm getting getting, uh, towards uh, Uncle Gandhi probably (laughs) (laughs) enough weight to probably except for the mustache probably
1: <laughs> well you have you have a couple of months if you could show up with a really nice healthy red mustache that would be pretty sweet <laughs> with a floppy hat yeah. yes yeah the purple floppy hat right Yeah. you have to change but we're, we're talking about the Imperial Commander so yes, how yes. long Derek would you say you have been trying to collect Imperial Commander stuff
0: uh, I would say probably 10 years I probably started in 2004 2005 Okay. So that'll make it like ten years.
1: And and, and was, how would you sort of uh, like what was your your first piece that kind of got you into it? I I think it was the the proofs and the,
0: probably the crommelins from uh, Tom uh, back then when when Chromalins were reasonably priced <laughs> right. compared to these days. Uh, I think. At that point of time, Tom had the full, uh, all three Kormelins. He had the POTF, he had the Revenge, and he had the Return. So, I thought that was like the least lame character that he had like all three Kormelins for, hmm. uh, as compared to like the Pespin Guard, or the Chirper. <laughs> so, so, so I kind of, uh, chose, yeah, chose, chose the Imperial Commander, and, and that was when I started like, Putting the thought of, of having a character focus for, for him.
1: Now that's now just to make everything clear. So there's lots of Toms. Uh, so we're talking about Tom Nighyso here, right? That's right, right. That's right. That's right. So we've we've told the story before, Steve, right?
3: Uh, about Toms like sale lists or yeah. which which story about, about, Ooh, about, about?
1: about that whole story. Well, we'll tell it again, anyways. Tom Nighyso was a former Kenner employee who at one point was told he could just fill up his uh truck with as much star wars stuff as he wants and take it home and uh he put his kids through college <laughs> with uh <laughs> with, with that day and there was these celest- made a lot of collectors happy. yeah he made a lot of collectors happy i mean i was just starting at the very end of that and i was lucky I think- enough to buy something i wish i bought more steve did you buy stuff from him
3: yeah i was i think i was right about the same time as you um actually that's that's how i ended up going with the b-wing pilot stuff he had a couple of, of pieces left for that um and then i got there was a couple other uh like a vehicle proof or two that i got from him right right towards the end when there wasn't much of that stuff left but i remember seeing it early on when there were still tons of photo art tons of chromalins and i just i just had no idea like what i would be even getting into at that point it wasn't until later that i actually was able to get, get some of that. I'm really, really glad I did at the time because yeah. it, it wouldn't happen anymore.
1: Well, Steve, I know that you had um, the, from the, the Star Wars Unleashed, the giant figures, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi first shot. Um, I, oh, so yeah, I still have was it. A, that was a better, a better expenditure of your money. I still have
2: it.
3: Hey, man, if anyone is interested. <laughs> it kind of became the, the California Club mascot because I'd bring it to every get-together and it would just sit there.
1: Oh, that thing is ugly
3: yeah it is it's truly really, <laughs> truly awful
1: but that's the other thing about Derek is not only does he not just focus on on Star Wars he also has lots of other crazy uh, toy runs as well and I would, would say
3: like rooming with Derek and this is something I think I've roomed with you Bob and Brock for like the last three or four
2: oh, celebrations yeah, yeah I would say
3: I, yes. the space, space in the room is a premium I've learned <laughs> I've learned that with, with Derek and it's like but yeah it's and that's why you
0: moved out right with your lady <laughs> friend
1: Yeah, I know. It gives you a little bit more real
3: estate.
0: (laughs) Yep.
1: Uh,
3: I I I have to say, like, you're the way, like, watching you pack is probably, like, the most fascinating thing because you always figure it out, and I don't know how.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so then you, you get the three the three Carmelins from nihhisel, and that basically gets you on down the line and Then, how do you, as somebody who's you know, a super collector, how do you then proceed? Did you have to trade much? Were you just buying? How were you getting the rest of the items in your collection and do we have permission to put up uh, a limelight picture associated with this post of your collection?
0: Yeah, 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 it's it's fine. You can put up, you can put up any picture. Uh, okay. And yeah, I think I think most of the stuff, like like I said, at that point of time, nobody was really like uh, paying premiums for Imperial Commander stuff. And if anybody had Imperial Commander stuff, it, it's probably like transitioning through their collection, something that they don't really hang on to and don't mind selling off. So I was lucky, and and I think every, a lot of it fell into place in two zero zero five. I bought like coin soft copies, a couple of QCs, a couple of proofs, and I think two hundred five was probably my best year for Imperial Commander stuff. And then I, I have what you I call the lean years from <laughs> from two hundred six until until two zero one zero, where I had nothing for oh. Imperial Commander stuff mm. well, because now, there, there wasn't there wasn't that much out there. Now, uh, now I, I think
1: now, Derek, I'd like to actually talk about this because we haven't discussed. You know, this is neat, kind of going through the history and you, know, you and I have kind of a shared history at, at times because we've gone after the same things from time to time but you mentioned 2005 yeah. and we haven't really talked about what happened to the proof market in 2005. Um, Steve, do you know where we're going with this? Uh, not right off the
3: top of my head but I'm sure it'll, my memory will be jogged once you guys start getting into it. Okay, so there was this Belgian
1: collector, right? Uh, what oh, was this? Wow. Kolpar, right? Oh, okay, yes, yes, but, yes. I know what you're talking about. And and he when I started collecting, I thought he was the king of all proofs. Like I didn't know that anyone came before he him. He was. Yeah, he, he was. I mean, he had everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Everything. And I mean, uh, and he just sold out in 2005. So when he did that, the flood the the market was flooded. Prices basically tanked. I mean, and there, was um, a
0: cel- and there was a celebration that same year, and everybody was saving money for celebration, so nobody had right. really had yeah. money to buy his proofs.
1: Yeah, and it, it was this really bizarre thing where, you know, even though I had missed the 2002 uh, Steve Denny proof sale, uh, there's some. You know, comfort knowing that I was able to get a couple things that I really wanted from that sale because essentially yeah. somebody who had about two of everything you know who had <clears throat> at least two of every character, if not three of every character—just unloaded all at once, essentially. And so, yeah. was that was that what happened for you in two thousand and five, Derek? Yeah, that,
0: that, that was was also when when I, I picked up a whole, whole bunch of, of proofs and. And I was, frankly, I was surprised at the lack of, of competition even. I mean, he, he was trying to flock the, 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 the pieces for, for, for higher prices, but no, nobody really committed to it, and then he, he resorted to selling a few uh, privately, and then the rest, whatever he couldn't sell, he, he tried his luck on eBay. And 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 those were you know those got crazy prices. I I remember buying forty, ESB forty seven back proofs from him at uh, less than two hundred dollars.
1: And those yeah. are one of a kind. One of a kind. Yeah. 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 Jeez, that's just insane. Yep. I I I remember buying a, a proof that made you very upset, Derek, from that sale because I paid I paid <laughs> too much for it. But. Uh, yeah i bought my uh, uh emperor offer one of a kind or one of two of a kind and he was asking uh, what 600 for it derek is that right
0: yeah i think five 600 yeah that, that was uh, that and
1: by. uh it was everyone else was like that's too crazy and i'm like i'm gonna buy it and everyone hated me <laughs> and uh it turns out it was worth it but uh yeah yeah it definitely is <laughs> Um, so that's kind of a neat little little hobby history. So then what happened in 2010? Is that when you started to move into to 3D stuff? or uh,
0: I, I have absolutely not much luck with, with 3D stuff. So it, it was still just pieces here and there. Uh, I think a, a couple of uh, other proofs that I was missing, a, a couple of QC stuff again, QC sign-offs. And I I think uh, I did get a couple of... Uh, Hate uh, Imperial Commander hate Uh, I think, uh, Matthias helped me with, with some and probably Ben Sheehan from Australia as well. Uh, they both offered me the head pools at, in that same year. So, so 201 was, was pretty okay for, for the Imperial Commander as well. And I think, uh, to, to bring up a point you, you guys brought up earlier on about me having a lot of, uh, focuses or foci, it, it does, Create a problem in a sense that you know nobody really associates me with any specific characters, so I'm pretty sure I don't get you know offered Chewbacca stuff as often as you do, right. or you know P-Wing Pilot stuff as often yeah. as 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 I mean with, with, that Steve gets, but you know uh, except for the with the exception of the Imperial Commander, that's <laughs> probably one of the characters that I do occasionally get someone you know contacting me and saying, you know, would you want this for your run? Would you want this for, for your, your, your character focus? And, and it's been happening uh, last year as well. So, so 2014, uh, 2010, 2012, 2014 were also pretty okay, yes. I, I think it's like alternate, yes. So, I, I think I'm <laughs> anticipating a, a bad year this, this year for the Imperial Commander.
1: So, so what, what, what did you get in 2014? 2014, uh, I think uh, Jerry James
0: was kind enough to, to offer up a, a slide, one of the color slides uh, for the Imperial Commander uh, photo that was featured on the card back. Oh, cool. And uh, I also got a POTF proof, a one-sided proof. Oh, nice. Uh, that was with some help from uh, Dan. And I got a two-sided proof, as I mean, sorry, the two-sided proof was from then, and then a the one-sided proof uh, came from, uh, I think, from Australia as well to me.
1: Now, as someone that's buying proofs for, you know, many, many years, are you buying them? Are you trading? I mean, how, how do you, can, can you actually stomach buying, or have you gotten over the, the price, the sticker shock?
0: It, it, it took me a, a long time to get get over uh, paying, you know, current prices for proof. But but I, i run out of stuff to trade, or i run out of stuff that I'm I'm willing to trade. So actually, I'm pretty happy when when somebody actually puts a price on something because uh, I I I'm not sure whether this has been raised before, but I think nobody wants to sell stuff anymore these days because of how expensive stuff is. So everybody wants to trade. So right. now I, I, hate the, I hate the keyword. I hate trade. <laughs> because I have nothing to trade. So maybe two years ago, I was dreading, you know, the, the, when people quoted, you know, like a thousand bucks, a thousand five hundred bucks for a POTF proof. But uh, last year, I, I finally, you know, succumbed. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it at a thousand five. It may cost the same as my whole Cromelin run, <laughs> you know, to get this one single proof. Mm, but at the end of the day it, it it seems to make more more sense or it it's still more digestible than, than digging out something to to trade and trade values are also going skyrocketing as well so
1: uh right yeah i i, I saw something uh yeah that steve I, I i meant to email it to you oh. remember how you how you sold me the uh, engineering pilot at, yes at, at, yes at the price it was you bought it for? Yes, have, I do. Have you seen the one? Someone's put one up for sale, I think, for like two grand or something. <laughs> no, it doesn't uh, surprise me anymore. But, uh, and- <laughs> if I ever sell it, Steve, I'll uh, I'll sell it back to you for the price you, you paid okay. for it. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was awfully nice, but yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got a number on the foot. I'm like, I'm sure it does. Um, <laughs> now, as far as, as far as crazy price stuff, then are you uh, also going for the like... Because I don't know much about the Imperial Commander. Do you also go for uh, foreign variations, uh, Derek? Uh,
0: I, I do. I, I love the foreign variations, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm currently perhaps I'm, I'm too distracted, you know, looking for other stuff. So if the foreign pieces, you know, do show up and I happen to chance upon them uh, and I don't have them, I'll, I'll, I'll buy them. But it's not something that I I actively go after. Uh, production stuff it's it's becoming uh, tough for me to collect because space is a premium real estate is a premium <laughs> right. as, as Pete <laughs> mentions it's it's the same in my in my apartment as well
1: <laughs> so so like for the imperial commander like what is even ev- like what is the holy grail of foreign imperial commander uh, the spanish e s b spanish e s b pop, pop oh. is, it, is oh, that oh, how wow. you guys pronounce it uh, we haven't actually done POC yet for our pronunciation guide, so I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's poke, but we'll we'll figure it out. Okay, and have you, have okay, you seen? Well, one, do you have one of those? I've seen
0: I've seen one of those uh, many many years ago. I think it was uh, John Cake, John Cake, the the, the UK collector. Okay. He, oh yes, John 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 the uh, UK collector used to used to do Imperial Commander.
1: Oh, okay. Now oh, I remember.
0: Okay. That, that was like pre-2004, uh, pre-2005. But he, he did uh, a production. And okay. he had a, a fantastic run of, of all the foreign, uh, tough foreign variations. He had all the Palitoy's. He had all the Spanish cards, uh, Lily Ladies, Meccanos. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Thanks for, for, for jogging my memory.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, well, yeah, because I'm just trying to imagine... Because I've, I just, I never see the Imperial Commander. I don't even see it. Like I don't even see a card back. Like with, at least with the weird aliens that are kind of dumb that I don't collect. Like it's somewhat remarkable because it's an alien. Mm. Um, but just mm. the Imperial Commander, I just, I don't, I don't even see it. Um, are you familiar with the Horse Imperial Commander, Derek? <laughs> yeah. You are? <laughs> I I actually
0: Googled uh, the Imperial Commander. Oh, yes. And then I, I saw the Thoroughbred mm, cup winning uh yes. UK horse. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very, very funny. Somewhere out there there's some like, you know, horse horse better who's like, yeah. finally they mention and, it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm impressed that the horse actually, you know, get, gets gets uh, premium space ahead of the, the Imperial Commander Star Wars character.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Now you also have a uh, uh, what appears to be um, like two like a, a connected sheet with a snaggletooth. What's the story with that?
0: Oh, uh, that's the the, the photo The snaggletooth photo bulb. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what, what's yeah. the story behind it? Uh, I other
0: than the imperial commander, another run that, that I I like to work on is actually the snaggletooth. So they were both uh, side by side on a sheet. So I couldn't bear to to cut the sheet in in, in into single pieces, and I just left it as it is. So the the tooth portion actually fits with my the rest of my snaggle
1: tooth Right. So you can kind of like sort of it goes in between them. Now, what kind of conversation do you think they'd have together? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think it would sound like? I mean. What, I mean, if you think about the Star Wars universe, you couldn't basically be further apart. :ades <laughs> <laughs> Like one's like an alcoholic dwarf that just like chills out in a bar, the other is you know running a star destroyer and getting strangled by Darth Vader. <laughs> Who would you rather be, uh, Derek? Would you rather be snaggled too?: if you're the a You'd rather be him?:: Yeah. I like the uniform. It's all yeah. about the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what about you, Steve? Who'd you rather be? If I had to choose, yeah. I, have, I don't know. I mean, I'd have I to think, be one of the characters. Right, if I had, had to be one, or I'll, I'll or go, tooth
3: go tooth. with Snaggletooth, just because I, I'm a little more laid back. I don't think I don't like wearing formal wear at all, so I feel like <laughs> the Imperial Commander outfit just wouldn't. And then there's just the whole threat of of uh, being choked. I, I I don't know. I think even though he's an uglier. Squatter, little dude. You think he has an easier life? A snaggletooth.
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Derek. I'm gonna go with Imperial Commander. Um, <laughs> but just mainly because you know, I don't know though, because like those ships always get blown up. I mean, if you're just Snaggletooth, I mean, I'm not gonna go. You know, all that we know is that he hangs out and drinks, and the cantina is pretty cool. You get to hear that song. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna go Snaggletooth. <laughs> Sorry, Derek, you're wrong. You lose five points. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh cool um and then see, what are the other questions we were going to ask him steve about uh about the imperial commander this is actually I, getting getting a lot out of it it's kind of neat to i love doing this kind of story to try to figure out how people get things and, and how they move along
3: yeah i mean as far as the questions i think those those kind of float
1: within your head and i, <laughs> I mean, we, we have jump some other in. yeah well, we I, have I, other
3: stuff we wanted to talk about i will there, say one but. thing
1: um steve that that part of uh, recently, uh, uh, someone mentioned that a lot of our sort of inner circle inside jokes get lost on people, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite inside jokes actually involves Derek. Would you be comfortable with us sharing the story of of hot coffee with with the, with the kivecast, <laughs> or is that just for you guys? Can, I, can we share what hot coffee means?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, you can.
1: <laughs> okay, I wasn't there. I've just heard this joke, and I've always been like, what does hot coffee mean? <laughs> so, uh, Steve, you want to describe it, or
3: Derek? Uh, yeah, maybe, Derek, you, you probably have a, a clearer memory. I, I know the gist of it, but I think it might be more entertaining coming from uh, your perspective. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, I, I think it was probably I think it was one of the earlier celebrations, probably the first celebration I was at, and I, I think it was in uh, Indianapolis, and uh, I was hanging out with the guys, uh including uh Brock and uh Todd Hudson and the rest of the guys and then uh they were talking about prototypes and all, and then they were asking me yeah you know whether I, I'm interested in anything and whether I collect stuff and then I mentioned that yeah i I would like to add a a hard copy <laughs> to my collection. <laughs> And then everybody was like, "Huh? What? You want hot coffee?" <laughs> Nobody could understand what I was like saying. They were making fun of my, my Singapore accent, or whatever. Right. And then yeah, and then after that, everyone starts you know talking about hot coffee whenever they see me.
1: Right. So instead of hard copy, they heard yeah. hot coffee. Um, yes. Which, which again is your is your native tongue like Malay or or what what's your native <laughs> tongue there? It's English. It's English. And it's, it's, my first language is English. Your trademark is stupidity. So that's just an accent. It's just a, it's just a Singapore accent.
0: Yeah, it's a Singapore accent, and it's not a a a, a redneck Brock accent. So he can understand. <laughs> it.
1: Right. Well, I don't understand what Brock is saying half the time. So it's uh, that that's all good.
0: So yeah, it was uh, kind of funny that, that like like Brock was making fun of my pronunciation. <laughs> I say, see. I think it, I it, think that it, might
3: have been. One of the first things I, when I first met you, I think it was at Celebration 3 in Indiana. And I think that, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like that was already established when I, when I met you was the, the hot coffee thing. I remember like that was inherited when I, when I met you. <sighs> yeah, yeah.
1: but So, so I only heard the joke as, as, you know, cause Derek, you own a lot of, of hot coffee, right? I mean, you <laughs> own as far as like from modern to vintage toys and stuff as far as hard copies go, you've got to own over 100, right?
0: I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not much for Star Wars, but more, right.
1: more but for Right. But for like, you know, Thundercats and underpants and stuff. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but like, so the joke was that Derek would just run around in a panic going, hot coffee, hot coffee. And that's how I heard it, which is really funny <laughs> to me. Just him just running around going, hot coffee, hot coffee. So that, that's how I see it.
0: <laughs> I think that that that's the story that Brock was telling. Right. I was around asking for hot coffee. <laughs> I,
1: I, I apologize again, Derek, for not. I just don't understand Singapore. I know I should. Like, I just don't understand. It's like a city, it's a country, it's like it's English, it's not. It's. I. Come I, I, over, over for a visit. <laughs> I, I hate to be a dumb American, but I, I am an American and I'm not very smart. So it all kind of uh, mixes together. Do do you have any vintage memories of Star Wars in Singapore? It's your friendly neighborhood editor here. I I actually realized that uh, this turned into a vintage world tour, which we haven't had in a little while. Um, I think I really wanted to learn more after feeling so dumb. So uh, we'll hear the drop for the vintage world tour, which we haven't heard in a while. Oh, I'm afraid. the deflector
0: ship, the scuba deflector, the crown of protection will be quite operational when your tummy boosts are
1: Um do, do you have any vintage memories of Star Wars in Singapore? Of course, of course, we had we had stuff, we had we had good stuff
0: in Singapore. Uh, we were fortunate. I think maybe at that point of time, I think not many Southeast Asian countries had had a good stock of Star but we had loads. Uh, I, I remember we had no problems, you know, seeing it at all the departmental stores. And we used to get stuff that, that that came from Australia. We used to get some stuff that was left over and, and came from Palitoy. So I I think Singapore was actually a, a, a kind of a good goldmine for for picking up stuff late and and stuff that you know at this point of time is considered rare, sought after. Right. I think uh, some of some of the the Australian exclusives like the. The offerless uh, forloms, the ESB offerless forloms, I think some of it was sold here. We have uh, totoys Toys carded figures uh, with the Totoys logo hmm. sold here in Singapore as well. Hmm. So, some some pretty good stuff uh, uh, was here. And, and I wish I got into collecting <laughs> a lot earlier.
1: <laughs> right. Now, the... the And then as far as... Because we might as well go on a world tour, Steve, right? <laughs> Yes. We, we haven't done that in a while. Um, yeah. I'm like frantically looking up uh, facts about Singapore because I'm so embarrassed. I don't know so much. Like, so Derek, would you say the population is around 5 million? Is that correct? Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I've seen pictures of what is an actual Singaporean exclusive toy, and it's defined by the sticker, right? What, what exactly is it?
0: Ah, that's the, uh, okay, that's uh, the vintage one, that's the Fan Club offer sticker.
1: Saint so Cloud? Was,
0: uh, uh, fa- fan Club. Fan Club, okay. Yeah, so there, there, there was this sticker that was slapped on, I think late on, uh, probably during the uh, Return of the Jedi uh, period. Uh, so most of the stickers were found on uh, Return of the Jedi uh, carded figures, but there, there were some probably found on uh, leftover ESB slow-moving uh, colored figures as well. But it was essentially uh, just a sticker to tell you that you could uh, write in and mail in to be a member of the Star Wars fan club in Singapore.
1: Okay, so that's, and that's what makes something uh, a, a Singapore-specific. I mean, that's pretty cool because a lot of countries that had Star Wars toys don't have anything. I mean, you know, we talked to Matthias, and he doesn't, you know, you can maybe get a, like a price sticker... Um, yeah. that, that makes it Swedish, but there's not an actual sticker that really relates to, to Sweden. And I imagine, uh, do you track those down? Do those matter a lot to you, or, or are you kind of indifferent to yes. those? Uh, no, I, 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 I make it my
0: mission to try to, to hunt down every single one of, of those pieces. And uh, there, there have been a couple that has shown up uh, recently, uh, most of them, I think, now reside in Singapore, but uh, there are a couple in, in Australia as well. A very nice uh, General Medina uh, just uh, found its way to Australia, and I think that was probably the, the most beautiful condition, uh, one with the sticker. Is it just uh, card or,
1: or actually carded? No, carded. Carded, carded. carded. that wow. was a mm. carded example. I don't think I've ever seen a carded example. Are there pictures of carded examples I just haven't, I haven't seen?
0: Well, uh, there, there's one of uh, Niengam in uh, Kellerman's book. Yes! I think that's, that's, that's where probably people see the, the, their first example. Right. And then uh, other than that, there have been a few that, few others that have turned up. And it's funny. Uh, I, I, I think all the singapore uh examples like to travel. <laughs> so right. most, of them, most of them were not found in Singapore.
1: Right. Well, so, you, you like to travel? Yeah, like, yeah. you're always going somewhere, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I'm not bringing my toys along with me <laughs> yeah, and true. The I visited.
1: You're trying to bring but all I'm the actually, toys to Singapore. <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> but, but it's funny because all of them have, have showed up. I mean, some have showed up in Australia, some have showed up in the U.S., some have showed up in France. Uh, and I think to, to date, all, all of the ones that I, I, I have, only one I, I found in Singapore. Uh-huh. The rest were all, all from overseas.
1: Do you have an Imperial Commander? Uh, no, no. Sadly, no. Now, would, I that, wish would I that be your Holy Grail? Did we do a, uh, a, a lightning round with you last time, Derek? Uh, I
0: I, I think so. Asking you about Holy Grails and, and stuff. Yeah, we did. But, uh, Imperial, Imperial Commander specific, no. No. Uh, but Imperial <clears throat> Commander specific, all the Holy Grails uh, I, I, I saw locked up. During, in, in my trip in September in 2013 in Seattle. Okay. All, all my holy grails are all in Seattle in the two places I visited. It was like uh, intense pain and joy simultaneously, which pretty much described that, that whole trip.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so just, just pick you know, one. You don't have to say where it is. Just, just pick one.
0: Uh... I would say the the the, the coin the coin the coin stuff. Okay. Coin stuff. The 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 coin art. The coin dice, The coin stuff,
2: basically.
1: Okay, so you'd rather because I was I was trying to think, you know, because you tend to go in both the three D and the and the two D. So if uh, so like, so the photo art is something that wouldn't you'd rather have the coin stuff than the photo art.
0: Wow, you're making it difficult for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Ah uh, it'll, it'll be really close. It'll be really close, but maybe, maybe the but maybe the coin stuff as a whole. That means okay. in its entirety. But if you if you take this, a, a single item, so it will be like a single item from the coin line, then I might I might lean towards the photo art. That was okay. also in Seattle.
1: Everything's <laughs> yeah. in Seattle. Or Singapore Those are the two places Along with the, <laughs> along with the, the 5 million people And the 94% liter, uh, literacy rate And the oh, uh, your research And the three deaf institutions that they have And the 24 individual listed languages in Singapore um, <laughs> You know, just things I just know off the top of my head Because I know so much about Singapore now <laughs> I actually, I, 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 feel I Zach not In The Hangover
0: one too. One, one, one girl item that's not in Seattle, and that's with, with the, that's with Ron.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, that that, that uh, Hey, uh, should we do our, our, our nugget with with um, with uh, with Derek?
3: I think so. I think that pretty much sealed it, right? Yes,
1: I, I think we absolutely <laughs> should. Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my God! They're gorgeous. From the archive. So Derek, we. God, so this is the second time that we've recorded an episode about the Imperial Commander, and mm-hmm. uh, and you were talking about how um, you you were saying that you thought that the it, it belonged to Ron, and certainly Ron wrote the nugget for this month which is about the original wax sculpting for the imperial commander action figure um Mm -hmm. now uh we started to talk about this and ron was so upset that he had sold this that he literally said stop talking about this right now i can't talk about this this makes me unhappy (laughs) stop the tape and he's Picked up his headphones, yes. threw them on the table and just jumped out the window. It wasn't that bad. But he was, he was just like, I can't talk about this. I had to call him today and be like, uh, hey, do you mind if uh, we, we talk about it? I like, you can talk about it. I just – I can't be on there talk about it. It's too awkward. <laughs> it's too painful. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, uh, it's, it's whereabouts are, are now in question. But the thing that Ron did was he wrote this great write-up for it, Steve. Is that why you picked it as, as the yeah, number Yeah,
3: Yeah, no, I, remember, I remember reading this write-up a while ago, um, and it, it's just it's another uh, Ron gem, I'd
2: say. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so we were trying to convince him to, to talk about it because his writing was so good. So he says, on the list of most interesting vintage Star Wars action figures, the Imperial Commander falls somewhere between General Medine and Lobot. So, yeah, I know he's boring, but somehow even boring (laughs) figures are interesting to look at in their original wax sculpted forms. This sculpt was created in a white wax of a type that seems to have been frequently used in the early 80s. So, boom, right there. Comedy and information. Much like this show, Steve, except without comedy or information. (laughs) Uh, And then the cool thing is he mentions that the, the, the sculpt is actually in rough shape. And, yeah. and it's amazing. This will be probably the last ever enhanced episode. So he says, It's in rough shape, having sustained breaks at the ankles and on the knee. Additionally, both shoulders have been lost, and a good portion of the collar has crumbled from the plastic cylinder incorporated into the neck. And then he said, Maybe the Darth Vader sculpt ch- choked this little guy a little too forcibly while they're both stored away in Kenner's sculpting department. So... It really does look like his neck has just been choked off on this. Thing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, and it's a case where it's okay that it's broken. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it. It'd be like if you it's had a right. <laughs> yeah. It, it's too perfect. If you if you had a, a walrus man sculpt and you were missing the arm, you'd be like, that's okay. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes on to mention that the pencil drawn lines uh, that are bisecting each arm are called parting lines. These are visual aids used to help in the creation of silicon molds. So that's really cool because if you look at it, you can see that they just kind of drew this on. And if you look at the figures, you know, they, they, put it, they put the two sides together to make one figure. Right. And so you can see how the sculptor prepared them for that eventuality. Had we ever seen this before, Steve?
3: Uh, like parting lines or like just the, the
1: drawing of the parting lines on, on the skull? Possibly another sculpt we talked about. I mean, it, if we had, it was a while ago. So, yeah. And, and then the final thing that you see here uh, is the greenish res- residue of the mold release on the backside of the arms. So there'd be like a little thing they'd put in to make sure the mold didn't destroy it. Uh, when it was being made, and you can still see that. Like, you just see so much history and artistry uh, in this piece. Yeah, that's that's a, a it's a good homage. one. It is. So, Derek, so you would go for this over over the photo art, I assume? Uh,
0: yes, yes. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those, like, you know, I can't even put it as a grail item because I I, I figure, you know, it will never be offered up for sale. Yeah. Although i think that, that Ron actually partnered with it.
1: Well, don't, don't bring it up with him. <laughs> Did not go well.
0: <laughs> and, and the sculpt is so nice because, you know, as opposed to, to, to the figure, because the figure's all black, you can't see, you know, the little accessories that, you know, he has on his uniform and, and the riding pants. The riding pants really look like riding pants <laughs>
1: yes. in the
0: scalp. You know, you can really see the poofiness of, of, of the pants.
1: Yes, yeah, so you can't see the poofiness <laughs> of the pants because black hides poofiness. You know, everyone who's overweight knows. You know, you got to wear you know black clothes to, to hide it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it is true. There's something that's that's it looks like a different figure. I mean, definitely the the nice lines on the front of the of the costume. Yeah. So that's our that's our nugget. So Derek, you don't have it then. <laughs> I don't No, not so with me no not not with you not yet but okay well then w- would you rather have I just like this would you rather I guess kind of fun <laughs> stuff All
2: right, it is time for
3: the segment on I'll the show we you. call would you, you rather, rather.
1: W- would you rather have I just like this would you rather I guess kind of fun <laughs> stuff <laughs> okay an imperial commander empire card with the Singapore figure with the Singapore sticker you know Empire card and a Jedi Empire a Jedi card with the Singapore and the photo art or the sculpt. I like to leave that on. sculpt. Really? All right. Sculpt. sculpt. Yeah. It's a sculpt. sculpt. You, you, you know, Steve, I'm actually starting to come around on this whole sculpt thing.
3: I feel like you you slowly but surely the more like sculpt nuggets I end up kind of sprinkling out like throughout the show. You might maybe. Maybe start warming up to it a bit more than you had in the past. Yeah,
1: it is pretty cool. They are just really cool. I mean, hot coffee is cool, but, I mean, sculpts are really wicked cool. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, then the last thing, the last idea I had, Derek, for you would be to play the, the Market Watch game where Steve tells us about an Imperial Commander figure, and we have to guess what it's sold for. Okay. And then we just see who, who, comes, who comes closer. So you know, just get out a piece of paper and, and just sort of jot down what you think it's going to be. And then, okay. and then, <laughs> and then we'll, say, uh, we'll say our guesses and then Steve will tell <laughs> us what it actually was. And then we'll just mark points. And if, if I'm right, if I win, Steve, I mean if I win, Derek, then at Celebration okay. 7, you have to buy me a hot coffee. <laughs> no, okay. actually, no. If you win, I buy you a hot coffee. If I win, you buy me a hard copy. Okay? <laughs> okay, good. You ra- One dollar flicks. Market game. <laughs> Alright, uh, if you guys are cool with this,
3: I actually selected a couple things that are, are not Imperial Commander. I thought we could do just uh, the mix show for the whole thing. Are you guys up
1: for that? Oh. Uh, that sounds good. Let, okay. let, me just drop, right. let me just drop the uh, Market Watch nugget here.
3: Okay. Alright, we're ready. Alright, so starting off we got Brisbane Mike's Imperial Commander stuff. Uh, we got three things. We're going to go three for each category. Um, Alright, so number one for Imperial Commander is a 41A Empire carded figure it's graded AFA-85.
1: Okay, now that's his debut card, right? 41A? I believe so. Okay, AFA-85. Wait, it's 41A, that's with the offer, right? That's with the Survival Kit offer, right. That's with the Survival offer, okay. 85, okay. I have written down my number. Have you written down your number, Derek? Uh, yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, I okay. said 435. Oh, I'm cheap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Derek, What do you have? I have 170.
3: 170. All right. The, the the actual selling price was 272.50. So oh. I'm terrible at math. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think that's. Oh man. <laughs> Someone. I'm c-
0: just 100 dollars off. I'm closer. Yeah.
3: Okay. I think I think Eric got that one. Okay. All right. So so Point
1: 170 for, for a AFA85.
3: Well, that's what he, he guessed. It sold for two seventy two. Yeah, still yeah.
1: okay. That, I thought it would yeah. go higher because that's like the best possible Imperial Commander you could possibly have. <laughs> okay,
3: we're ready. All right, all right. Next one. What we have is Derek One a, Sky Zero. Okay. Yes. Item number two for Imperial Commander is a Lily Letty card back. It is the uh, negative variation. So the back, instead of that kind of just regular cardboard color, it's it's black with the character images in in that kind of reversed color. Have you seen these before, Sky?
1: I, I have. Or? I've seen okay. that card back. Is the picture okay. kind of weird and funky and badly made, like Billy Lady e- style? Yes. Yeah. Well, how's the condition, <laughs> so it's, would you describe? Is it pretty good? Any tears? Um,
3: it's, well, I mean, the card back itself looks like it has, like, a hole punctured in the, like, where the figure would be in the figure area. Well, yeah, um, that's
1: that's just part of the construction so we got? Oh right, right! 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 Okay. All right. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Um,
1: uh, I have my I have my number written down. I okay. have my number written okay. down. Okay. I I wrote down two fifty. Okay. Same. It's the same. same. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, okay. But you wrote down exactly two fifty. Exactly two fifty. Okay. okay. All, right, all right. Then if it's the same, then I then uh, do you want to go over or under in case it's not that?
0: Uh, I'll go. I'll go over. Okay, I'll go under.
3: 89.88. Point goes to sky.
1: Yes! Damn it! <laughs> 89, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, 89 bucks. Um, uh, that's, right. that's pretty funny that we both said the same thing. Okay. Yeah, that,
3: that's the first time that's happened, right? I don't yeah, think that's totally. happened. Um, all right, so last one for Imperial Commander. Um, we got a revenge proof that's graded AFA-85.
1: Revenge Proof 85. Oh, my God. Boy, what are the worst possible proofs selling for these days? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to write down a slightly strange number that's not on the dot, so it makes it easier in case he said the same thing. Uh, (laughs) Do you have your numbers, Derek? Yeah, I have my number. I wrote 301. Okay. I wrote 501.
0: Okay. Goes to Derek.
3: 620.
1: 600 for Revenge Proof? Yes. <laughs> I don't have one, but I'll sell one right now for that much money. Okay. Wow, 600 uh, for Revenge 600. Proof. Yep. Okay. Yep.
3: Okay, so that, that'll be... That's round one, Hey, Derek, right?
1: do you have a full set of Revenge Proofs?
0: No, no, I don't. No? Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Good talking to you. All right, so, so so far we have Derek 2, Sky 1.
3: Right, so okay. this is round two. We're okay. going into the, the the broader market here. Okay, uh, the fantastic peat market, market watch. Um, we'll do three things. All right. Now, item number one is a uh, Luke Skywalker twelve A proof card graded AFA eighty
1: five. Uh, like this isn't fair because Derek probably bid on it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a little worried that that some sometimes Derek might already
1: have seen something. But uh, is this uh, it's uh, you know two sided? Uh, yes, two sided. Twelve a proof Luke Skywalker. AFA eighty five. AFA eighty five. Okay. Okay, Derek, did you bid on this? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I said 7,350.
3: Okay. I said 11,001. 11,001. All right. 10,350. That's uh, another.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So 10,000 for a 12 back Luke proof. Okay. Yep. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that goes to Derek. How <laughs> many do we have Derek.
3: left? We have two more. Um, so you could, if you. uh. Get these next two, you could you could tie, Sky. Okay. <laughs> um alright. Uh, item number four is a uh, trio of Glass vehicles uh, in box. They are AFA Q graded. Um, so it's the uh, the regular TIE fighter, the X Wing, and the TIE Interceptor Glass boxed AFA Q graded. Jesus.
1: Okay. Uh uh God, there's so many things I don't know. Yeah, how, how I would have no, I, no idea where where to start with this. Uh, I love the, I love the glass light, glass lead uh, tie interceptor box. That is sweet. Yeah, that's just it's, a sweet looking box. It's and the artwork is awesome. That, on that's me. on my list of like I don't know, but if I ever saw one, I might buy one. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. So I said, uh, Arthur C. Clarke, uh, $2,010. 2010
3: okay. Derek? 1501 Well, that one goes to Sky. It was $7,500.
1: What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insanity. Uh, 7, the Sky's coming back for three Starfleets. Wow. Yep. Two graded, oh man. Oh, <laughs> In Q grade, it means they've been opened.
3: Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, there you go.
1: 7500 Wow. Uh, now, no, do either no. of you have any glass light vehicles? No. No, no. no. Oh, okay, there now, you do yeah. I have... maybe I huh? won't get a glass light in a
0: second. Yeah, probably I do not because I'm putting the value at 1500 when it's selling for 7000 <laughs>
3: Uh, all right, um, you ready for the last last item here, Sky? This is your last chance to to end in a tie. <laughs> I all
1: guess right. I should I should find one other thing from their list as a tiebreaker. If oh, if, well, you know, we could should, we could just say we could just say next one winner take all.
3: Oh, you pulled this before.
1: <laughs> you pulled this before. <laughs> Let's okay. Hold we'll, on now. We'll hold see. Okay, so Derek can win, or we can have a tiebreaker. All right, I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Um,
3: so what we have is an Uzai MLC3 boxed vehicle. Sealed or just boxed? I think it's just... It's not sealed. Uh, It's just boxed. God damn
1: it. (laughs) Okay. Boxed, MLC, god. I
3: I mean, while you guys are thinking about it, I... I guess I haven't seen this before, but I'd never really noticed how uh, like computery the logo is for the MLC three. <laughs> like the actual name of the vehicle itself, I just never noticed that. I, I've, uh, I've,
1: I've, 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 I've just I've scraped out numbers. All right, I got it. Okay, I'm gonna go with the prequel to Arthur C. Clarke's 2010,
3: 2001. 2001. <laughs> okay. Uh, there. Oh,
1: 565. Derek. Yay! Derek uh, has... I get like, I get hot coffee. You do. <laughs> you get hot coffee. So, so we'll, I'll, I mean, we'll see you down there at the, what's the hotel again we're staying?
3: Uh, the Hilton. The Hilton. Hilton.
1: Yeah. I'll buy you Man, some it's... expensive Starbucks coffee from the Hilton uh, lobby. You've won it fair and square, Derek. Four to two. Man, this box <laughs> is
3: Awesome. It's only five
1: hundred like, bucks for MLC? I I thought those sold for a ton. I didn't know.
3: That's funny, I was looking but, do,
0: but,
1: but the Vill's no,
0: not much, I think. No? Okay.
1: I, I thought that we had heard that an MTV sold for like a thousand or something, so that that's
3: quite possible. Um so this, you know, in that case,
1: not, not so bad. I
3: think the last I was trying to figure out if any had sold recently. I think there was an a Rebel Scum post from like maybe five years ago that was listing one of these for 600. I don't know if it sold for that, but that's what it was listed for. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's – there you have it. Sweet. Good job, Derek.
1: (laughs) Yeah, good job, Derek. You just (laughs) saved
3: yourself a lot of money. Unless – I guess you could find some weird – like modern non-Star Wars hard copy to, to to fill that that debt, right? If 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 you come to it, I but. mean,
1: I mean, you you know, Derek, that I I kind of collect Waterworld, so you know. You oh know. man,
3: a Kevin Costner Waterworld or, or Dennis Hopper—that would be pretty
1: sweet. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? Yeah, no, I've got like three or four first shot uh, Waterworld things. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I bought him for Oh, uh, you, you never told me this. Who is that dude from Orlando? Timothy? Uh, oh! You know him, Derek, right? Yeah. Uh, he. Timothy Crofton? Yeah. Timothy Crofton, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, he was like a really cool dude, and I was interested in non-Star Wars stuff, and uh, oh. I actually... You know, you don't know this about me. I haven't told anyone about this in a long time. Um, before... Before technology was ready for it, Steve, okay, we're talking in 2001. I recorded on my Tascam four track recorder a full two and a half hour audio commentary to Waterworld.
0: Oh my and god! And I, Are I you wrote kidding a me?
1: song, it's on the piano, I wrote a song <sighs> called Waterworld. The lyrics oh go my. like this There's a world made out of water. <laughs> and Kevin Costner lives on it, yeah. You know it's so far away, but it's ever so close. Anyways, and then I go on and on and on, and uh, did you did you sing that like this morning? Because that was like right on the top of your your. <laughs> that right
3: That's right there.
1: World, do 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 do. Anyways, and, I, and so I, I recorded this and I made one copy of it, one copy of it. For for my friend, uh, my friend Blair, we're actually not friends anymore. It's kind of a bummer. And I gave it to him, and I I, I don't know if I have any other copies of it anywhere. Uh, but uh,
3: I, that, I, that'd be just <laughs> devastating if that's lost to time like that.
1: Because uh. you get really tired watching that whole movie and trying to comment on everything. You're like, you know, I mean, once you once you make mention that Kevin Costner has yeah, Nubs' mouth behind his ears, right? there's not that much else to say. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll find you some Waterworld prototypes. You, you you deserve it. <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: well, anything with the Dennis Hopper character, because oh uh, yeah, that's the smokers, man. The smokers. Yeah, that was that was. There was a time where I was obsessed with Dennis Hopper, so I bought any. Dennis Hopper-related toy. So I bought the King Koopa from Super Mario Brothers. Oh. Um, actually, Steve, uh, you'll appreciate this with your lady friend. I also bought anything that was related to Jeff Goldblum. So I went out and bought oh, yeah. whatever – The Jurassic was, Park the, the figures. Jurassic Park figures. Nice. Um, just because I was like, great actors don't always get toys. That's actually That's why I bought the two-pack of uh, Superman figures from like 10 years ago with a Marlon Brando. Because I'm like, when else huh. are you going to get a Marlon Brando action figure? That's so. true. Yeah. Do, uh. do you have the hard copy of the Marlon Brando action figure, Derek?
0: No. No? <laughs> <laughs> try try, uh, Luis. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, mm. Awesome.
1: Well, this has been yeah. a great interview. Okay, guys. You should go back to making I, chemicals, but I, uh, yeah. we'll... Yeah. we'll
0: s- I have to go back to setting some chemicals so I can afford more hot coffee.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll, we'll, we'll see you in Anaheim, Derek. Water World 2015. Skip ahead to 159.30 if you can't stand genius. A world made out of water Kevin Costner's on a chair You know it's so far away But it's ever so close Dry land's not a myth I have seen it Look out Dennis Hopper He's on a jet ski Living in Water! a little kid, throw it into the drink, yeah. Hey, I think I saw some smokers over there. Oh, no. Look at this atoll. I build it. I see it for you. If you have some rosin, some rosin, I will trade it for some sale. Living in. pero si ¿sí? próxima Janine Hornetriple y el hopper de Dennis están aquí fumarás los cigarrillos en el en el Like us on iTunes.
2: (laughs) You don't hate, only the unloved hate.
5: The unloved and the unnatural. The
2: unloved and the unnatural.
1: Steve, the unloved figure that is the Imperial Commander, Yes, does not even... He's so unloved that he doesn't even have any unloved items. We can't, we can't make an unloved item out of an unloved item. No, thing.
3: That's, I've tried in the past, I think, and it just doesn't ever work out.
1: <laughs> so you actually found something that we have now discussed and recorded about in two separate episodes <laughs> that have not aired. So this is just like the, um, this air of mystery, Steve. Yes. But what you have found... Just describe the words. Just say the words of this thing. All right. This is, just and then, the, now, okay. this is theater of the mind, okay? Okay. All right. Much, much like, like Night Vale. I mentioned at the top of the show, something I really enjoy, you know, just theater of the mind. Imagine things, you know, they'll, they'll say things that make you think, you know, Wednesday does not exist, that kind of weird stuff. And you got to <laughs> think about it. So, Steve, just say the words – of this, and allow the audience to imagine what they are seeing.
3: Okay, I'll start with, with uh, just one of them. Yes. Okay, Darth Vader dimensional plastic head on fuzzy slippers. <laughs> I, mean, I might have to put the haiku sound underneath. Uh, that. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> I I don't really know what else to uh to say about these things other than they are completely bizarre and that they do kind of fall into that. We we've gone with footwear for our own love stuff before. I think it's just. Somehow I always gravitate towards it. But these, I think it was just that description when I came across it in the archive. I'm like, what does that mean?
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, as we discussed earlier in the show, Steve, um, I have recently purchased one of our unloved items um, for the archive party, and I'm really hoping... To get a pair of these for the archive party. Because I I will wear Chewbacca dimensional plastic head on fuzzy slippers. (laughs) Now, let's describe what these are. Okay. Okay, These are fuzzy slippers. (laughs) Now, this is where if if I can't get this to be enhanced, then this will be a a real tricky thing. Yeah, you're going to (laughs) – (laughs) yeah. They're fuzzy slippers with just at the end of the slippers, these plastic heads. Right. Just glued Mm -hmm. on – the toes.
3: Yeah, I mean, to me it looks like – it's like something you'd see – like the heads look like some, a large-sized doll that you'd find at the fair or something maybe. And they just ripped those off and then attached them as like the toes for these slippers. Yeah, it's so weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they, they even look like um, – like the, the Chewbacca one just looks like the 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 12-inch action figure, the yeah, 15-inch right. action figure. right? Just like they cut the head off and threw it on there. Um they're kind of like Burton Ernie slippers we discussed yeah, in one of our right. conversations. Yeah, Yes, yeah. Now, one of the neat things was in the famous Lost trivia competition, which, <laughs> um, from a from a standpoint of percentage, we absolutely won.
3: Um, <laughs> we, we were perfect, right?
1: We won the batting crown. We may not have won the World Series, um, but uh, you know, we wanted to talk about this with Duncan because this is the most Dunkin' item ever. And yeah. if you don't know what a Duncan-y item is, imagine whatever you think of the unloved items, and then just know that Duncan has all of them plus three that you haven 't seen.
3: Just just think um. return of the jedi
1: speedboat
3: yes. that's, that's <laughs> what i I will always associate with Duncan is return of the jedi speedboat and just yeah
1: so there's a point fu- where I actually bet that Duncan has a pair of imperial commander uh, <laughs> dimensional plastic head on fuzzy slippers. Uh-huh. <laughs> And which, there's my call. There's my call, oh, you uh, uh, Photoshopping demons. Could you please make Imperial Commander dimensional plastic head-on fuzzy slippers? <laughs> I think we'd like to see those. <laughs> it, it's just these super weird things. So we're talking about them because there's no manufacturer. It just says license unknown. Right. And, right. and we couldn't believe this. And uh, we talked about it with Duncan. And he just said, yeah, we don't, we don't know. Yeah, we don't I think... know who made these. Like <laughs> yeah. literally the brain trust of the hobby. Just, I don't know. They just came from somewhere. I
3: think, did he, for some reason I remember someone finding out that they were manufactured in the United States or was it somewhere else? I'm, 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 I'm a little foggy on that part of it, but yeah. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, I thought it was Taiwan. <laughs> oh, you, oh, no, no, no. I think you're right. You're right. I think in the archive entry, they say United States, but it was actually Taiwan. I think. Right.
1: Yeah. I believe that's it. Okay.
2: Yackety
1: yack, yackety yackling. Yackety yack, yackety yackling. Yack, yack, yack
2: to my face. Don't know, but
1: it's a surprise interview with Thorsten Laffos from Germany, the other Imperial Commander Collector. Surprise! I'm actually on the phone with Thorsten. Uh, I didn't think I was going to get a hold of him. I sort of gave up on the whole project. Uh, You'll hear later in the show, Thorsten, me talking to Steve, being like, ah, it's too bad. We couldn't talk to him. But uh, I I just emailed him and said, hey, are you around? And you're around. So how's it going, Thorsten? Well, everything's well, thanks. Well, I mean, you you do have the flu, apparently. So not not too well, but.
4: Yeah, but um, I can stand it as a man,
1: (laughs) Yes and you know it's it's great because you know you're not at work and you're able to talk now Right and, uh, Yeah G- getting Singapore in in link with Germany is just too much Now where are you in Germany
4: Um uh, near Cologne Okay Um one of the biggest uh, cities uh, in Germany um the city with the most um breweries in town
1: Yes uh, and isn't, the uh, Dome.
4: Yeah, I've I've
1: been to uh to Kuln, right? Isn't that how you say it in German? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I went there they had that nice little gondola you can take. Right. And, uh, I went on that and checked out the cathedral. Yeah. And uh and Bitburgers from there, right?
4: No, Bitburger is from, from the town called Bitburg. Um, oh, okay. Uh, this is a a big opponent to the to the Cologne uh, you have to be very careful if you oh. if you would order a, a Bitburger in uh, in Cologne they would <laughs> Uh, kill you! <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, really.
1: Wow! What, I th- you know what it is. I think on the side of my gondola, the commercial was for Bitburger, but maybe I'm maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. Um, so then, what what's, what's the, me? What, what's the, the best like uh, like mass produced beer from uh, from Köln
4: that we would know? Uh, I guess you you don't know any one of them. Um, they are called Zion or um, Gaffel. Um, but they are not, uh, known, uh, outside Germany. Okay. Yeah. yeah they don't, a- they
1: don't advertise. Yeah. like Burger does. Okay. Well, that's good. We'll also go to Cologne, and, uh, it was a great city. I had a lot of fun there. Great, But we're actually not here to talk about, uh, about Germany, although I, I do love talking about Germany. We're here to talk about, well, talk about you and about the Imperial Commander, because um, we've, uh, you know, we've, I think we've mentioned you a few times on the show, but we've never had you on, and uh, so would you like to talk about you first or the Imperial Commander? What are you feeling?
4: Um, as you wish.
1: Okay. Well, let's first of all talk about you. Uh, so Thorsten is your real name, and so is Lafos, right? Good enough. Right. Yes, okay. Because, um, with some names that aren't like, uh, Phidias Barrios, that's his real name. And yeah. a lot of people thought that was a Star Wars name. Uh, <laughs> Ye- Yehuda, people thought was a, was a Star Wars name. Yeah. And I kind of thought that Lafos might have been <laughs> some Star Wars character. Yeah. But it turns Janine. out that it's not. But, uh, yeah, so you've been um, – I mostly know of you from, your, from your, uh, your blog, Nine Holy Grails in a row. Yeah. And we advertised that maybe on the second or third episode. So why don't you talk a little bit about like what that site is
4: and what your idea was? Oh, well, um, the idea was um, just to um, promote uh, some rare items um, outside the, um, the archive. Um, the archive is um, – yeah – how to call it um the bible but <laughs> right. yeah it's so big and um i thought about just uh, promoting a single item every once a while or every every week um just to share some uh, uber rare items and um yeah it it worked out fine and um in times of facebook uh, uh, yeah it 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 got bigger and bigger and um more people got attracted by it but that's all
1: Right. Well, it, it's nice because I mean, part of with the the twentieth anniversary of the archive was, you know, and even the the podcast itself was sort of trying to to make the the archive a little bit lighter and a little bit easier yeah. to sort of add things um, and kind of do a little bit of of what of what you do so well, which is just sort of, you know, there's I mean, I, I love your. I love your blog because there's always sort of something where I go, Oh, I didn't know that existed. That's pretty cool. I mean, sometimes there'll be something I do know, you know, like uh, a particular pre production item. Um, But I think most recently, your most recent one, I was checking it out is some kind of crazy Dutch sticker that I'd never (laughs) seen before. And I mean, I'd, I'd never even seen the sticker before, so yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, so now are you no longer on the blog spot? Is it just on Facebook?
4: Yeah. It was just too yeah. much too much work uh, to do it on, on both sides, so um, uh, I decided to just uh, offer it at Facebook, yeah.
1: Okay. So what should they look up if they want to uh, follow you or friend you or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, I think, uh, that's just, it's, it's really neat work and it's a nice, it's a fun archive, you know, it's its own archive of just things to look at because you can just, uh, just go through it and just keep looking and finding all these, uh, neat and strange things. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, oh, I just see you actually, you had the Toy Toter on there before we talked about the Toy Toter. (laughs) Isn't that funny? but you didn't get the, the photoshopped picture with kenny baker in it so no. there you go <laughs> no <laughs> um so yeah and then uh the, the other thing that you're known for is being sort of the other or another imperial commander collector now as far as you know is there anyone else in this fraternity besides
4: derek and yourself no as far no. as i know and uh, i'm me- I mean, I, I had uh, spoken to Derek about that. There's no other um, um, competitor for us.
1: Right. Well, I, as someone who used to compete a lot against Derek, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> um, hate him. <laughs> I. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So so what what is it that that made you become a an imperial commander, collector? Yeah.
4: Uh, I knew this question would come. Um, I can't tell you. Um, I have this focus about, um, six years now. And, um, I really can't say uh, what driven me back in the days, um, yeah, to choose the imperial commander. Uh, I, I like the, the, the card bag, the photo art, and I like the figure. And, um, I guess it was just um, too expensive um, to choose Han Solo or Luke or or or, or uh, Boba Fett back in the days. Um, that would would be much too expensive for me. So I guess I I chose uh, uh, not one of the main characters, but a kind of attracting character. So um, I guess this was the point for me back in the days.
1: Okay, and have you sort of felt like when you? Um now, sort of when you watch the movie, do you sort of identify more no, no. with the Imperial Commander? No, no? okay, no, nothing. <laughs> uh, Not quite like that. Yeah, and I, one question I like to ask is, what is it? You know, because I, um, I mean, I was I was doing some research, and I, I, a lot of your pictures are on Image Shack or something, so I don't have it or... Sp- yeah. I can't see all the old pictures of your yeah. of your focus, but I remember um, you have a pretty good just uh, production run going. Is there anything sort of surprisingly rare or that you wouldn't expect to be hard to find uh, with the Imperial
4: Commander? No. All the rare no? <laughs> items are belonging to Derek. Um, okay. I have the complete US run, which are about I mean, 22 mocks. Okay. And um the rarest and hardest to come by regarding the production runs are the, the French ones and the Spanish ones. Um, most of them are locked in collections. Uh, and if some of these are, uh, going public, um, I can't afford them. This is the biggest problem. Right. Um, prices are insane at the moment and, yeah. These Imperial commanders on French and Spanish cards are so rare. Um they are easily fetch um five thousand bucks. Right, wow. Yeah. So it's... I stick to the to the US and <laughs> and Canadian run at the moment. Now was
1: there was there ever any uh, uh German
4: yeah. Imperial commanders? Yeah. He appeared on the yeah. uh, forty five back. Uh, okay. I got this one um and I got the Lily Lady one. Okay. Well, that's good. At least you kind
1: of got your, your home country. I mean, Der- Derek doesn't have an uh, Imperial Commander with a Singapore sticker yet. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, is that sort of – I mean, I know that as a focus collector, I, I hate trading because it always – Yes. Like I don't have enough other stuff yep. to trade. I mean, do you – is there other areas that you go into sort of like side interests or is it, is it pretty much located exclusively with the commander?
4: No, I haven't. I have a um, speeder bike run. OK, which is complete. Um, the only one I'm missing is there is a, a Swedish sticker, speeder bike with a, right. a yellow sticker. And um, that's the, that's the only one I'm missing. Otherwise, the run is complete. And um, I like the land speeder, but still missing um, the Canadian special offer, if I recall correctly.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, because we don't, you know, we will probably get into the speeder bike at some point when we get into the biker scout. That would be great. Yeah, in the in the future, but as far as the land speeder goes, I don't think we ever even really really focused on it. So then, when if you're trying to put together a land a land speeder run, that entails what? Just getting all the domestic and international versions yeah. or, or or proofs. I mean, is there some kind of like uh, how how do how do you go about doing that? Yeah,
4: I, I'm usually going uh, about the uh, the production run. Um, right. The reason is quite simple. Um, they are. More easily to get, regard, uh, in um, yeah, they're easier to get than than the pre-production stuff, and especially when you're from Germany and not from the US, um, it's really difficult um, to get in contact uh, with people who, who sell those pre-production stuff. Usually they are, yeah, they are locked in collections or or were traded uh, uh, non-publicly.
1: Right yeah yeah now are you are you coming to celebration no i'm not coming oh man oh, <laughs> be, is there any, any way to convince you
4: uh difficult <laughs> yeah, yeah you were at imagine... a celebration in europe no, ah! no so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what is the line apology accepted captain nita how do you how do you say that in german that could be another question <laughs>
4: Apology accepted, Captain Nieder. Uh, Entschuldigung angenommen, Captain
1: Nieder. Hey, I know Entschuldigung. That <laughs> means I'm sorry. Okay. So what, 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 is, what is it again?
4: Entschuldigung angenommen, Captain Nieder.
1: Cool. Yeah, that sounds good, because that's an Imperial Commander-related line. Okay. Uh, another German word I know is Handschuhn. Hans. okay, yeah, Blah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, because I'd yeah. always lose my glove in the in and the German line. metro, and they'd they always go, you know, "hanshun, hanshun," because <laughs> I'd drop my glove. And uh, it turns out that word is very dirty in Arabic. Um, so uh-huh. I, I met a friend of mine from Morocco, and I kept on saying "hanshun, hanshun," and uh, it's uh, apparently quite quite dirty. Okay. All right. Good. Um, so and then, what is uh, for let's say? Let's say for your Imperial Commander focus, do you have a, a Holy Grail item that you uh, in mind that the one thing you would get if you could?
4: Um, the Meccano Square card.
1: Wow, boy! I guess I didn't even really think about that existing. I yeah. guess it, it must. There are two
4: uh, photos available. It seems uh, it was released back in the days in fr- France.
1: Wow, I'm actually gonna look. At, whoop, sorry. I'm actually going to look it up so Meccano Imperial Commander Square card. Square card. Oh, there it is. Boy, where where is that located? That's Oh, it's on the archive. <laughs> and it's Commandant Impérial. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that is a nice card. I can see why you'd want that. Okay. Ooh, that that's that's got to hurt, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that that would yeah, that would probably sell for at least 5,000. You're right. Yeah, that might no even problem. Go, might even might even go for more yeah okay um let's see and then if uh if if your house were, were burning down uh and you had to grab one item what would be the item you would
4: grab my kids no kidding um
1: no, no no it has to be uh forget your kids <laughs>
4: um
1: my German commander you, the german one yeah the, the so it's the 45 back yeah yeah um on the back, it's got jetzt, right? Yeah. It means now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know, you know, maybe 15 to 20 words in German. I always get excited when I can say them. <laughs> um, oh, hey, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Um, are, are you a fan of the films of Wim Wenders or, uh, or Werner no, Herzog? No, not so much. God. I've still never met a German person who loves Wim Wenders or Werner Herzog as much as I do. It's one of the great frustrations But I just
4: read that uh, he's again nominated for the Oscars. Third time. Oh, is he? Oh, cool. Today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Well, anyways, when I was a a teenager, I would just watch um, Wim Wenders movies of the 70s, just his old black and white road movies. Yeah. And uh, that inspired me to take my road trip in germany i thought you know i'd take this great road trip that would take me a month and i got from one end to the other in like a day but i spent you know two or three weeks just driving around checking out different places trying to be like um um rudiger vogler so uh yeah so do you also like fassbender Fassbender? i I like fassbender but i i never quite like got into him in Uh the same way For for some reason he never quite Like, I see maybe two or three movies. Actually, there's a funny thing where during one of his movies, I got really tired, and uh, I just turned it off and said, I'll finish it tomorrow, and then I hit play, and it said the end. (laughs) So, so like, I'd watch the entire movie, and then in my mind, the movie wasn't over, and and it was the most strange thing you can ever do to your brain, because it's like, over? Wait, over? Anyways. Yeah that, was, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Okay, I'm, I'll stop boring people uh, with non-Star Wars stuff <laughs> about movies. <laughs> I know at least Ron will be interested. <laughs> um, uh, okay, and then this is the, the my favorite question that we ask, and it's philosophical, and it will, will require some thought as well. But if you were a vintage Star Wars item, if you physically were one, which one would you be? Not which one would you want to be, but which one do you actually think represents who you are as a person?
4: Mm. Luke Skywalker. Okay. Next Just question like... is why.
1: Yeah. So, so the the vintage figure or yeah,
4: the vintage figure.
1: Okay. Would it be on card or would it be loose? Loose. Loose? Okay. Single telescoping, double telescoping lightsaber? Single. Single? Okay. Alright, then why?
4: Uh um He's an unexperienced young guy. uh uh-huh. um, um Well. I don't have much muscles, like, let's say, <laughs> Boba Fett or Han Solo. Okay. Um, well, but I'm not, not blonde. Um, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know, it's it's always it's a fun question because it winds up becoming very philosophical very quickly. Like it becomes very introspective, and uh, and people have trouble, you know, because sometimes they just say their their focus, you know, like like Steve is a B wing pilot. That's just him, you know. But um, I've never actually answered the question on the show. I've answered the question in in an interview, and I say that I would be um, a Darth Vader figure with a "Free the Emperor" sticker. Uh, I mean, uh, with a free Anakin Skywalker sticker, that's that's what I like. That to me represents who I want to be, or who I feel I am. But uh, awesome, cool. But is there is there anything else uh, you'd like to say to the the Kivecast audience?
4: Well, I, I hope um, that uh, still some rare items pop up after all these years. Um, yeah. So the archive and uh, my blog uh, still have some. Uh, some, some new items to promote and, um, yeah, I hope, uh, Derek will someday hand me over one of his quality controls, imperial <laughs> commanders. Uh, Derek, you got this? Uh, yeah. Does he have more than one? Uh, <laughs> 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 I guess he's at six or seven, if I recall correctly.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what what worked for me with Derek was that um there were so many other people besides me who also collected Chewbacca that eventually he just got kind of squeezed out by the competition but not squeezed out because he still has you know this insane Chewbacca collection but he stopped pursuing it so insistently because there was like four of us competing with him Uh, so you you just need to find you know three or four other people willing to go crazy over
4: Imperial Commander and then wait wait five years (laughs) yeah and I don't want to collect Imperial Commanders within the 50s or 60s
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Awesome cool Well great well thank you for uh, for making the time and working your way through uh, through sickness to appear on the show No problem and uh, yeah we'll we'll hopefully see you in, in uh, celebration Germany which they you know and we'll hopefully make it out there sometime We'll be great: What
0: those Need I
1: in a different order than we normally do. I will say before we go to feedback, which is all that we have left. I just want to do we haven't done a commercial in a while, right? Yes, that's true. And one of our oldest sponsors uh, is go to the library and get a book on CD. Yes. So, um, you know, a lot of people use uh, services like Audible and they pay a fee every month to get like a, a book on tape or something, you know, or books on CD. Well, mm-hmm. what you do is you go to the library, you, you get the, like the books on CD for free, uh, and then you download those on your computer and you put those on your iPod. And then when you're not listening to the Kivecast, you can listen to a book. Uh, and it's awesome I'm doing it right now I'm listening to Jonathan Friendzone's uh, uh, Freedom which is just an amazing book and uh, 19 discs it's great so uh, just do that. And if, if, please just you know, go to the library just tell them uh, the promo code is Kivecast. So you just walk up uh, <laughs> to the, the person at the desk and just say Kivecast yeah. and uh, they'll know what you're talking about. So yeah. what, what do you- I, I,
3: will, I have to say like, you're probably going to hate me for this, but hopefully the second part of it I'll redeem myself a little bit. I have used Audible once in the recent past. It was the, the free thing, uh-huh. but what I listened to was the original radio drama. Because oh, nice. I remember years back, you had said when you were taking a road trip uh, that you'd listen to it, and it was great. And I honestly had never heard it; I, I knew of it, I just had never listened to it. So when I took my little desert trip with with Digby, we listened to the radio drama, courtesy of my trial audible <laughs> subscription.
1: Well, don't so, do that. Yeah. Just go to the uh, library don't do that. Don't and do that. Them, Go to
3: the library and ask them about. Because
1: they'll find it. They'll let <laughs> another yes, library do that. That that you know, face. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, Steve. Let's get the feedback. Alright. A metaphor, stepping to the core, better have your life in sore for supernatural disasters. I'm quick to cast a plane to your astra plane. This bitch made you play like
0: a
2: nasty. This is quite a world.
1: It's time for feedback. You can send us emails, kivecast at gmail.com. You can post responses on our blog at the SWCA.com. You can Twitter us or follow us on tweeters or whatever that is, at uh, Kivecast. Um, let's see, you can join up on our Facebook page, Star Wars Collectors Archive Podcast. I've been posting more there lately. Um, or you can write the words, I love you, Steve, and put them uh, with some masking tape onto the back of an arrow made from the feather of a Tasmanian ostrich. Shoot it directly into the sun, thereby exploding the sun and ending the world forever. Kivecast at gmail.com. Oh, and like us on iTunes, because that is the only way you can actually help this podcast reach more people. Uh, We don't advertise, because we'd rather support the library. All right, Steve, this has been a pretty uh, Commander Crisp episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It started off uh, like, you know, you might think it would get kind of loosey-goosey, but we got Derek in there. Um, I guess we have to figure out if we to call D- uh, Thorsten. Thorsten. Uh
3: yeah i mean if if it works out it'd be awesome. um I don't necessarily you know if you guys can work something out I'm sure he'd be super excited to do it so, Yeah, it's um, just, but it's,
1: it's just hard because once I start like editing it's, yeah, like, it's hard no, to it's hard to yeah. think about adding more work no i I um, got you. But yeah, lots of exciting stuff. I can't wait to get my fun poncho in the mail. So I've got the Vader fun poncho and you've got... Steve, I I can't wait for this picture. This is going to be great. It's going to be a good one. We are (laughs) going to have so much fun in our ponchos. (laughs) Uh, Los Angeles celebration of Anaheim. Here we come. (laughs) So feedback. So at the very beginning of the show, you heard me complain about being teased. I'm not even done. No, Complaining about being no. teased, I, I, Steve. I knew
3: this I knew this was coming.
1: <laughs> I mean Bruce, dear Bruce, dear friend Bruce, I'm a patron of the arts. <laughs> he says snap <laughs> when you dissed me saying that you won know. the battle of wits. See
3: that, that that just it just snowballed. It's all my fault. It's C- all my fault. Chris
1: John, John 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 Lugius, I don't know how you say his name, but Chris G, he said Zing. Uh, He suggested that you pronounce my name, Sky, from now on. (laughs) Chris Fawcett, one second, let's put in my tears. (laughs) He uses as an example, Brett Favre. (laughs) Now, I would just like to make this one point. I actually have in my hand right here a book called Remarks. remarques de la langue française utile à ceux qui veulent bien parler et bien écrire. By somebody who's known as Vaugirard but whose name is actually Claude Favre de Vaujola. I believe he's actually an ancestor of Brett Favre because his name, I am not joking, is right here. I'm currently writing a 20-page paper, which I'm going to be submitting to a journal on 17th century uh, French literature, about how this grammatical book is organized with, against, and by reason. Um, It's all about uh, usage and the way that words are chosen. So it's very interesting that Chris chose to attack me in that way. And then he starts saying French words and how we pronounce them, and saying that you know I shouldn't be talking about how to pronounce things phonetically. So, just getting attacked. Just and what do I do, Steve? I don't. I don't act arrogant, or you know, I don't antagonize. You know, people like you do. You little jerk. You know what I mean? Um, Mark Huber, one of the nicest human beings in this whole hobby, jumps in. He gets a few kicks while I'm down. show sort of some <laughs> video about someone pronouncing the word nine. You see, the whole thing is that nine, N-E-I-N, is, you know, that's nine. That N-I-E-N, I before e except after C, you know? <laughs> and then uh, Mark this, Salati.
3: Yes, this, this is a whole –
1: Another one of the nicest people in the mm-hmm. hobby. I swear, Steve, you – Mark Salati and Mark Huber. I mean, I expect it from Chris, from both Chris's, because they're both like me. They're salty dogs, you know. They're, we're friends, and we tease each other, and that's fine. And I don't even mind it from Bruce, because he said Snap, and Snap is funny, and he's an artist, you know, tempestuous guy, you know, always breaking his paint brushes and shoving them in people's eyes. But, <laughs> but you, Mark, and then Mark Salati starts attacking me as well. So... What I realized was my vengeance on him would be to start calling him Emrak Solati. Yes,
3: yes.
1: (laughs) Which then turned into something of where someone said that sounded like a Star Wars name. Now, the thing about Emrak Solati is that um, he's he's very active in the hobby and he has a great collection. He's been on the show before and he co-wrote the book about coins with – with James Gallo, and you'll see him at celebrations talking, but he, isn't, he doesn't participate a lot in the sort of larger public forums. Um, so he's often kind of synonymous with sort of feelings of inner circleness because people who know him love him, but not everybody knows him because he's not everywhere. Um, right. It's actually kind of similar um, to like my friend Tom Quinn, the guy who runs the New York Club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, He doesn't have the same inner circle aura about him, but he's a very awesome and open social guy who doesn't happen to post in the places where most people post or whatever. Um, So he's kind of like a a Phantom Menace. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, so someone mentioned that Mark Salati uh, Salati sounds like a Star Wars character. So I had the idea of giving away – what did I say I was going to give away? Uh, I don't know. Did you say it? Yeah, you, oh,
3: you did. Okay, well, I was going
1: to give away something um, if if somebody uh, comes up with the best biography. Oh, right. I was going to buy an old fashioned, uh, yes, which is an alcoholic drink. Right. <clears throat> right. So this kind of all gets tied in together with the hot coffee stuff, and actually ties all together in with. Uh, inner circle and inside jokes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, whether or not the inner circle, however you conceive it as existing, every collecting group, every little faction of, of people have inside jokes. And so, Amrak Salati is a bee's nest of. <laughs> of Inside Jokes because he's a very good storyteller and he tells lots of amazingly funny stories and the second that I said hey we should come up with a Star Wars character about Emrak Salati people start making up these jokes I don't understand at all about broccoli <laughs> and and Turkdelit de teeth I don't know what I don't know how you say his name I don't know how to pronounce anything anymore apparently <laughs> um, uh, he says, "You know'm I the only one who doesn't get these jokes." And I'm like, "No, because I, no, <laughs> I, I was
3: in the same boat.
1: <laughs> I don't get them either." Um, and so the story was explained um, uh, in a very humorous way by uh, Tommy Garvey and then by Amrak himself. <laughs> and uh, and so I just realized it would be a fun thing to do to have Mrak come on the show sometime. Maybe we'll record him at Celebration and just record some of his stories and kind of get some of the inside jokes that are around. I mean, Fluffy is kind of an inside joke. You know, right, and right. just kind of share them because we have tons of inside jokes on our show. You know, I came up with the example that you know ah, that's right. that's just an inside joke <laughs> just with people who are fans of the show. You know, and so uh, anyways, I think it's gonna be kind of something that we do is sort of make these inside jokes more outside, just because they're fun. Right? They're, so if-
3: they're, yeah, once you uh, start hearing them, it's I think it more. People hearing him is a good thing. Right. And I think if
1: people see Derek and they, you know, someone who Derek (laughs) doesn't know says hot coffee, that's kind of funny. I
2: think
1: so. I I, I definitely think it's pretty funny. Um, So anyways, ironically, the person who wrote the best best byline for – The best imaginary biography uh, was actually Tommy Garvey, Um, and he doesn't drink, so no one gets the Old Fashioned. No. Um, no. But the Old Fashioned itself is an inside joke, Steve. See, that one's one I didn't know. Right, You don't know that because there is a diner near where Ron Salvatore lives. And one time he and Tommy went there and an old fashioned was on the menu and Tommy just freaked out and just died laughing that there was something called an old fashioned. (laughs) And then I went up there. I went up there one time and he told me the story and it was breakfast and I got one. I don't drink much, but I thought it was funny to get an old fashioned for breakfast (laughs) that one time. Uh, And so it was just kind of this thing. And so now every time I visit Ron, we go there and I get an old fashioned and it's just kind of (laughs) like, you know, that sort of becomes sort of a joke. You know, right. so, yeah. um, a lot of jokes end up having to do with drinking. I've noticed yeah, that,
3: that might be a, a human condition. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, because I know that, uh, Aaron, uh, uh Aaron and I, we used to, uh, uh drink a lot of, uh, what do we call them? Uh, what were those oh, drinks wait. at celebration?
3: Uh, the lightsabers. Yeah. Right. The
1: lightsaber drinks yeah. at yes. celebration four. And before that at celebration three, uh, uh, Dean Clayton and I, I named, I'd never had a Red Bull and vodka before. I thought it was this weird, funny thing. So I came up, uh, I called them uh, snaggletooths, hammerheads. <laughs> and I, I named them one of those things. I thought I was like, this is never going to catch on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we're going to be sharing more s- stories. So we will share the story of the potato, but with uh, uh hilarious and interesting dialect. Yeah. Um, so, yes, obviously, Steve, I enjoy uh, being teased. It's a sign that you're doing things right <laughs> if you have my position in the podcast and people tease me. But, of course, some people say nice stuff. Um, somebody, I forget who it was, I kind of got like a weird sort of vengeance on you um, oh.
2: because – Wait, see. what are you talking
1: about? Um, let's see. Who was it? It was – all right, one second. It was – Oh uh Michael SVX from Scranton and he's like hey sky I've been listening to your podcast for a few months and it's great um and so that's a little bit of revenge cuz you know <laughs> Steve does at least fifty to sixty percent of the work each each time, so it's like, like, yeah, I'm glad you like my, in my alone guest. Yeah. Uh, I almost said that. Um, David Tree, uh, good friend, Steve. Is it time that we talk about the the trivia contest that never was? We've we've kind of hinted at
3: it a couple times, right?
1: I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> okay, so so David Tree is a dear, dear, dear friend of this podcast. Yes, he yes. runs the furthest from competition. I mean the show and we've interviewed him and stuff twice we've tried to appear we've tried to record things with him one was at the furthest from show where they interviewed us and I you know we just it just didn't come through I just didn't get the audio and I and it didn't work and then he put together and on that show they announced this trivia competition they were going to have with us versus uh, the the Star Wars Forum UK right um Right, that's the non-offensive way of pronouncing it, right? The Stars Forum UK, uh, and the guys from Jedi News, and it was all fun, exciting, you know, transatlantic, burying the hatchet kind of thing. But we didn't hear any of the questions, and it was really confusing. Um, and so we wound up just getting cut out. Now, we answered all the questions, right? So we got we batted 1,000%, um, <laughs> but we only played, you know, I think one, we, of the, uh... one of the nine innings. Right. <laughs> So, so he somehow supports me with the Nien Nub uh, uh, oh, controversy with okay. yes. something that says, I am not a number, I am a free man, dot, 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 thing. <laughs> which it turns out, I looked that up as a reference to The Prisoner, which is a, a British TV show, right? Okay. You there? Yeah, I was just trying to see how long <laughs> you so, would wait before you said something else. Sorry, no,
3: I like I, the audio is getting a little scratchy, I just want to make sure. Sh- you're not hearing any, any of that like feedback
1: stuff, are you? Oh. Um nope. not, are you hearing anything weird? Okay. Nope. Okay. Sorry. Um anyways, so that's a it's a parody of the prisoner poster. When you look it up, it's really quite funny. Um <laughs> I just didn't know the prisoner that well. So he's kinda of supporting me. So I have my supporters and you heard Derek say Nyan Nub in his yes. Yes. in his interview. Um, perhaps leading some credence to the concept that it's more of a character that relates to, you know, in Asia than it does in North America. Um, maybe, you know, I don't know. What do you think, Steve? <laughs> uh, I, I still,
3: uh, I guess I should, do they, is there a Lego pronunciation of, of his character?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what is up with you, Steve? I used to know you. You were this nice guy. Uh, you just no, been, you just nice. been I'm at so nice. me. Yeah, no. nice to everyone in the world de- but me. De-
3: defining that as being at you—that that's a little. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, that's- but
1: basically, anytime, yeah, no, it's it's not at me. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, we. It's funny because our like the comments are getting kind of like split up everywhere. So you know we get some comments uh, at at uh, at Kyve, at Kyvecast at gmail dot com. Um, we get some comments on the Rebel Scum forums. We get some comments on the blog post. We get some comments on the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, it's all quite confusing. Um, <laughs> so I know that, uh, Tim from Maryland, uh, offered some I additions see this. to your awesome. foci. So uh, he sent that like three months ago Steve, so you may how to contact better, I, him. I
3: better get I need to get in touch with you. Thanks, Tim.
1: Yeah. Um and uh, uh Mike Harvat, who's commented us a couple of times, was on, on Facebook commenting and then uh so I don't know if Steve, we just kinda of keep it like this. I didn't even check the blog to see if anyone commented there.
3: I don't I don't think people are Really commenting on the blog so much as yeah. hopefully listening and seeing pictures and stuff there. I think I think most of the comments are either on uh, on the email or Facebook or uh, gravel scum. Yep.
1: Yeah. Now I will say, Steve, I, you know I'm, I'm joking around a lot about the about the um, uh, pronunciation thing. Um, but uh I do it does seem as though the vintage exploitation conversation went well and most people yeah, like yeah. like the Beatles Oasis uh thing. Um mysteriously, Scott Bradley said that he didn't. Yes. But he he didn't yes. explain why. And that <laughs> makes me nervous because I I, I, I hold Scott in high esteem. So I don't know if it's because he doesn't like the black crows or if he thinks that my 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 uh my interpretation is not good. But uh Anyways, I'm uh, I'm quite curious to that. But in general it seems as though I felt that the whole episode was a risk, Steve. Um
2: yeah. Yeah. because
1: it it was so it wasn't loosey goosey, but it was so philosophical and so uh unst- it was differently structured. Right. Um, but it seems as though it really went well. Um and a lot of people chimed in about whether or not they were fanboys. It seems as though everyone basically considered themselves uh fanboys.
3: Yeah, I'd say that was the majority as far as the responses. Yeah.
1: Yep. And then you jumped in about episode five being at the head oh, of
3: Empire. Right. Yeah. It was just. It was just. Um, I think in response to, to someone's comment, and I remember um, it was a couple months ago. I was trying to. It was actually for work. I was trying to get the title like records in our system like right for Star Wars, which is like a fun nerdy. That's like awesome. It was so fun to do, but like part of it, I was like trying to. Explain because people didn't, weren't sure if, if episode five was originally on there in the theatrical release. And I like, I had to find some, like, like, proof that it was. And it was a Time Magazine article that says, you know, something about confusion over the, the Star Wars sequel having an episode five, uh, title. So it was, you know, just a, a fun, nerdy film history thing, I guess.
1: Well, speaking of film history and current events, I mean, that was. The whole joke behind the Bill Cosby movie, Leonard Part 6, was that it was like, you know... Did you ever see Leonard Part 6? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I loved it when I was a kid. And the first thing I thought of was, like, I can't wait to see Leonard's 1 through 5. Um, <laughs> but that was kind of... I think it was a joke, basically, on that. <clears throat>
2: yeah, okay.
1: But... uh yeah, yeah.
3: It's, it's funny. Well, I mean, there's like a bad movie called Troll Two, and there's no Troll One. It just starts with Troll Two. I oh don't right, have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, that's well, there's the of...
1: good. There's the good documentary. Yes, about the yeah. bad movie.
3: Right, right. That's yep. it's, uh, it's a good documentary. Definitely watch it if you haven't.
1: Yep. Um, um, but well, good. Well, I think that's pretty much all of our feedback, Steve. So. Um, oh, as far as video exploitation, um, sort of. Just randomly, I posted. Um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of a lot of records lately, and um, my kid loves Elvis, and so you know, I took the first Elvis album and then I showed him oh, the right, cover yeah. of of London Calling, and just sort of compared them so that he you know he could see it, and it's just really cool because that's that's an intentional echo um, that the Clash did, and someone said, is that the first example of vintage exploitation? <laughs> and I don't think it is because the the Clash were actually trying to destroy Elvis, like in their first album they have a whole thing, you know, no Elvis, Beatles, or The Rolling Stones 1977, that whole thing Yeah. so it's, it's funny it's actually different, it's like taking the aesthetic but then it's trying to destroy it so <laughs> on the one hand it's borrowing but on the other hand it's trying to destroy what was vintage um, so it's not trying to connect to the nostalgia, it's attacking no, nostalgia right.
3: that's but definitely thought, a different thing, yeah
1: but I thought that was neat um, yeah I mean, because, you know, that's part of the 70s is this whole – that's really where the modern sense of nostalgia was born, you know, with happy days and all that stuff. Going back to, you know, trying to think about what the 50s were like. And then I had an independent theory about vintage exploitation that really – it might have started with with throwback jerseys.
3: Ah, that's interesting.
1: Because those became really popular and it's – Maybe I don't know because those are also fashion. So maybe it's yeah. not really vintage exploitation. It's hard to tell, um, but I mean, you know, like I don't know. Is it Steve? What do you think?
3: I would say there's there's a thread of that in there, but yeah, you're you're right on the the fashion thing. It's it's it, it is most fashion, but it's still it's still. I mean, when I think of like NBA teams changing, you know, throwing having like five different throwback uniforms in a year. Part of that, really, it, there's still something exploitative about that. It's, it's. I don't
1: know. You, you know, what yeah. it is. I, I think that you know the 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 twelve-year-old kid uh, who wears a, a Houston Astros jersey with the rainbow <laughs> on it. Right, <laughs> right. Is he isn't connecting to his nostalgia? But yeah. it is true that you know when the Patriots. Play with the you know weird, the weird guy like
3: funky guy right yeah <laughs> the,
1: the weird guy in the three stance and then they're playing against the Steelers who don't have anything on their logo whatever it is like whenever they show things or whenever the the Dodgers play with a Brooklyn jersey right, there is right. something there where I do think it's trying to connect it, that is vintage exploitation yeah yeah so it's not always but it can kind of be both but right yeah. uh, so I'm just trying to think about the origins of the term. Um, uh, or the origins of the phenomenon. <laughs> so, awesome, Steve. Was that, was that our whole show?
3: I think that's about it, right? So, so next month, uh, hopefully, we'll have maybe some more celebration news. Um, we'll be, I think, our figure according to Kellerman is 2 1b so I, I think there were, there were a doctor or two that that uh, we didn't get to have on the show before so that may be easy <laughs> to reach out to them
1: <laughs> oh right uh, we should reach out to Alex
3: yes yeah um, so that that I've I just yeah I think it'd be good if we could get him on to, to do some 2 1b talk um, but yeah oh uh, man
1: like my, my chest just started hurting really bad I was uh-oh. like That'd be pretty intense if I had, a, like, a, like, a heart attack on the podcast. And I'm like, wait, then no one would ever hear it. Um, but actually, I just started going to the gym. Oh, like, I have started using the weights. Um, the weights?
2: And the weights. So I, yeah.
1: And so I realized that's the problem. <laughs> that <probably laughs> That's why something you're in my chest. Little... <laughs> I feel like I'm getting punched punch the chest at all times. Or maybe I'm just incarnating the Imperial Commander. Just getting choked. <laughs> Uh, well, cool. Well, we're still about a couple months away from uh, from fantasy baseball season starting up again. Yes. So it's... so you guys have some respite. Um, again, this is a call to all of our British listeners. Who won the cricket bet? <laughs> was the cricket or rugby? I
3: think it was cricket,
1: yeah. Right. So, so if you can tell us who won the bet, then we'll wear the shirt that says Steve knows more about cricket than I do. Um, <laughs> so... That'll be it. And get your tickets. So get your tickets. Um, It is currently Tuesday uh, at around 11 o'clock. So that gives me Wednesday and Thursday and Friday to edit that. I'm going to work on this paper on Claude Favre de Vaujola tomorrow for about three hours. And then I'm going to work on editing this for the next 10. So I should have (laughs) it out tomorrow. So that gives you some time to get your money together and to buy those tickets we'll see you uh next month then right all right okay. sounds good uh oh what's that thing we used to say at the thing you know you know how they would say it in singapore right
3: <laughs> no how would they say it
1: <laughs> they would say wampa wampa okay <laughs>
3: adios <laughs>